Yes. Ba. 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 Beats the hell out of the monkeys. Uh, be easy. Be easy on her now. Check. Eugene Eugene Davidson, uh, number five mini stock. Keith Butler, uh, sprint car. Ron Sweeten. John Saprocone. Um, the Don, uh, uh, well, he thinks he's the king. Um, well, he is. In his own... In his own realm over there, he has his own uh, his own kingdom over there at Soto Super Speedway, uh, and uh, that's about it. We've got uh, some issues with uh, CC getting her um, mic plugged in. And Jack, if you would plug my ears back in under your feet down there, and um, things will be back to normal. Don't you just Speaking love of, live uh, radio? Being back to normal. Check check check. Um, Cece now has a microphone. And, hey, hi. And uh, Cece Brooks. And, Good uh, evening, everyone. The lady with the very nice voice. Jack, Thank now you. you need to fix yours. And and now and my nails are getting recognized too because that wonderful photo that you posted with me modeling the ring for our Driver of the Year award. What kind of feedback have we gotten? We gotten any feedback? Does anybody well, I care? Did. I did. I got I got feedback Saturday night when I was at the track. Um, people coming up to me, commenting that you know they'd like to uh, win that ring. Was it as you know was it as nice as we were talking about it? And um, so people want it. Yeah, and they I'm, need to I'm go out and win some races. That's what I was encouraging everybody to do. Encouraging them to let us know about different drivers. Um, encouraging them to get out there and win, especially especially the ladies. Wayne Anderson, uh, not speaking of ladies, but um, Wayne Anderson uh, is on his way um, uh, to winning uh, multiple races uh, um, this month. Um, I'm hoping that he's going to get in his dirt car now and win some races. And uh, um, I had a good time at the races the other night at Charlotte County. They had a nice uh, super late model race there. Amongst we had racing at many other racetracks, which we're going to be talking uh, about during the show. Um, We'll get... uh, Charlotte out of the way real quick and Wayne. No, he's gone now. There it is. I don't know. I tell you, we uh, some has somebody been running through the studio. I think somebody's been tramping through here. Anyways, uh, Wayne Anderson and his win, uh, um, lap to lap, and uh, from start to finish, uh, he led every lap of the uh, Charlotte County Speedway 100. I'm not can't remember which. Neither one of you guys have a microphone right now, so nobody's hearing. There, CC is now. Okay, now what about though, the the wrecks that we saw, the um, the, the one happened right in front of us. I'm, my the number five car. I think that was Ryan Pankos, wasn't it? Who was driving that number five? Oh, that was uh, in Sportsman. Okay, yes. But um, there we go. Uh, the that was Bob, Bob Waltz, who hit the wall really hard and was taken away in the yes, ambulance. The sportsman. What had happened? Has anybody followed up? He's okay. He's okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's yeah, he's sore. But um, but then what was it? Was it a TQ or or a I know what wreck I that we saw that hit really hard right in front of us? I know what I want to talk about. I work all the time, Jack. I don't I have time to go out. I know. Don't let him bother. Don't let anything he says bother you. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the, 
I think I want to talk about the DeSoto Champ card. Or is that who's out there? The DeSoto Champ cards. It was the Champ there. cards that the, for, with the, had the wreck right in front of us when we, the guy uh, hit the wall. What's the name of that class, Jack? Right. Did, Enough of that little battle. We're going to come uh, back and talk you're not. Your microphone doesn't work. Eugene okay, Davidson, Eugene you're Davidson. on the uh, phone here. Yes, sir. Hi there. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Uh, thanks for having me. Eugene, did you win this week? Yes, sir. So what happened last week with the uh, uh, problem that you had in the tech? What happened? Oh, God, you had to go in there, didn't you? <laughs> no, well, I wanted to know because I made a comment last week that they caught you cheating, you know, and I wanted to give you a chance right. to uh, defend yourself. <laughs> Uh, they ain't no defending the, uh, the butterfly bolts in the uh, carburetor were too short. They were cut off flush, and it was a carburetor that belonged to a friend of mine that I was running, and I didn't look at it. So I was trying something new, and I got caught with it. It's that simple. Okay, now I gotta ask. I gotta ask a question here, right? And and that is, what difference does the size of the bolts really make? I mean, why why does that make a big thing in tech? Well, if it was on a real race car and not one of these little 2.2 mini stocks, it would make a difference in horsepower. Mm -hmm. uh, two, three, or four horsepower on some four-cylinders, maybe. Uh, some of the V8s, maybe as much as five or ten horsepower because it changes the airflow. Uh, okay. And the, the normal bolt sticks one thread past the shaft, and these were cut off even with it. But it wasn't my carburetor, and it, I had been running it for quite some time waiting on my carburetor to come back. So, yeah. And it did, and my carburetor was better, so I moved the record up two more tenths. Well, I think that uh, I don't think you were winning because of those bolts. You know, that's kind of, uh, but you know, rules are rules, and you got it straightened out. We don't have to talk about that, but yeah, uh, you're back on your winning ways there. And uh, let's tell the folks how many races have you actually won in this mini stock class? Uh, not necessarily even this year, but like through the years. Through the years, so oh, uh, hundreds. Hundreds. How, how, how long have you been racing them? Uh, about 50 years. I've been running this particular car for seven years. I need to build a new one as soon as I find a sponsor. This car's all tore up. But uh, if I could build a new car, it'd probably run two-tenths faster than this one. But I've been messing with this front-wheel drive car now since 1988, I think. So tell us about the Brown Motorsport Spectacular that happened this weekend. Oh, it was awesome. It's uh, it's just so good to see the Brown Motorsport people involved in the Auburndale Speedway and and helping us with it. We just couldn't do it without them. And I'm just tickled to death run for a double championship, even though I got disqualified in one of the Auburndale races. So it'll it'll be a little hard to get caught up, but I'll do it. And what was the uh, the fan turnout Saturday night? The fan turnout was really good. It's probably the best we've had in some time. The car count's coming up all the time. The fan count's coming up. Uh, the, the people that own that track are just doing a super job with it. They're, they're coming back. And that's what we like to hear. Right. And I, I think they're going to do really good with it. Uh, they, they're really bending over backwards and trying hard with everybody. So it, it looks like it's going to be a really good thing. Probably, probably take another whole year before they really get their feet planted. What other uh, classes did they run there besides uh, the mini stock that last, last weekend? Well, I think we had like nine classes running this particular weekend, and a weekend before we had 11 classes running, and he's trying to run something really good all the time. Uh, you know, where it's the late models and sportsmen or the open-wheel modifieds or 
sprint cars or whatever. He's trying to keep something really good going. All right. Well, uh, that sounds like everybody had a good time. Uh, had a good time there at the uh, Brown Motorsport Spectacular, and uh, um, and Rob, you know, we're getting closer to when we're going to be heading up there. That's going to okay. be uh, May tenth. May tenth. May the tenth. I'll try to put you on the show. Oh, awesome! Right. <laughs> we're going to go up there. Really looking forward to it, and um, yeah, we're going to be helping. We're going to be uh, passing out our bumper stickers and. I don't know what else we're going to do. We're going to be working with the kids' club and yeah, probably one other, one other club you should try to work with a little bit. There is Lindsay Little Racers. I mean, it's a really nice club. I've been going for this first year. It seems like it's giving me a lot of love. Uh, Lindsay's Racers is a great low cabin. Exactly, exactly, and yes. looking for sponsors, too. Exactly, and uh, we are going to be doing something with Lindsay and um, in be involved with her and the kids and we're really looking forward um to that and that will be may 10th where uh Royal racing usa and inside florida racing will be up at auburndale oh wonderful now uh eugene you you only run how many times a month do you race your car four times uh, yeah four times a month i just run it at auburndale only i just uh don't like to tow out of town all right so uh well that's understandable with the price of uh a fuel and diesel, you know, it makes sense sometimes just to, to stay home to get your home track. Right, yeah. I'm not well, laughing at you. I'm laughing at things happening in the studio well, right now. It sounds like it. Uh, yeah, we're, we had everything working, and then it's crazy. You, like, start the gremlins start the have taken and, over. And then CeCe's mic doesn't work, and I don't have to tell you how come we haven't heard Jack's mouth off. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty much a feat, so... Let me ask you something. Is there just is there no competition there? You don't have any guys showing up to put it to you, or what's going on? I've I've got four guys that run just as fast as I do. Uh, they're a little timid in the corners, and I'm not. So I just run it through flat on the floor, and there's my advantage. Okay, um, that sounds like uh, uh, Jack's getting somewhere over there. Um, yeah, there's four guys that can win on any night. All I got to do is just make the slightest little mistake or something go wrong and i work on my car 60 hours a week not 15 minutes to run 15 minutes right and that's the way it really needs to be you need drivers who complain frequently about not winning and not doing well a lot of times those are the guys that aren't doing that they're not putting those hours in most of the time they're not i mean if you put that time in your car it sounds like uh, eugene likes to tear his car all apart and put it all back together and make sure all the parts are right and if you do that then you it's easier to keep track of stuff because if you don't, all that stuff starts building up, and then you just got a car that just needs too much money to even put back together. Right. I got one pit man that's 73. I'm 64. <laughs> 73-year-old tears his car down every week, puts it back together, tightens every bolt, because in a 50-lap race, it'll shake the bell housing bolts right out of it. That's how, how much vibration these little engines have. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. That's impressive. Yeah, so you've got to be right on top of it all the time. It'll shake the flywheel bolts out, everything. It, it, the engine is a real torque engine, so you have to be really respectful of it. How many RPMs you turn those? Oh, I don't turn mine much as everybody else. What, I'm, only, what? I'm only turning mine 6,500. That's why that carburetor didn't help it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm running off a of torque and gear ratio is what I'm running off of. Okay, and let me welcome to the show uh, Jack Smith. Um, how are you, Jack? 
I am fine. <laughs> Get his mic to work. Now his mic is working. He's a happy camper now. <laughs> My patience level is like really low today. <laughs> you know, we picked the ultimate night to do the show on Monday night, you know, and Mondays, you know how Mondays can be. All mm-hmm. of us have these Mondays, and then we come into this uh, studio, and by the time we get in here, uh, we're, we just want everything to work fine. So I told Dave Brown that uh, if you if you kept winning, they're going to start putting a bounty on you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm thinking maybe you should, uh, like, add a class. They should add another class to the Auburndale. They got, like you said, they had eight or nine classes. Maybe they should add another one, and you should, like, uh, just start a school so you teach these guys in the mini stocks how to get around the track, man. I've been doing that for years. I've probably got a half a dozen to a dozen really good drivers out there that I taught in cars just like mine and even my car. Just like Chuck Frazier, he's a super, super good. Uh, uh, he runs a mod mini now, but he, we run uh, late model and and uh, spent cars and a little of everything, and he's turned out, he lives over in Avon Park, and he turned out to be a super driver. But I've got uh, so many kids that I have taught over the years, it's unbelievable. And that's, and, that's wonderful, Eugene, because, yeah. you know, these these kids that are coming up that they know they want, they want to race a car, they need to learn. If their dads aren't doing it, they really need to learn it from somebody who has the experience and the patience to show them the ropes so they're exactly. safe out there. And they race smart. And they got to learn what turning every bolt does, how much they can turn it, where they can't turn it to, because every bolt on the car makes a difference in what it's doing. Exactly. They really need to know more than just how to drive it. They need to know that car inside and out. Right, exactly. And I'm continuously with all the kids because they got a kids' club out there, and i got a few kids that call me all the time wanting to know what to do with this problem or that problem, so I try to, try to steer them the right mm-hmm. way. Because I would think, you know... As a driver, when you're in your car and, and you're racing, you really need um, to be able to understand the the sounds that you hear and the feelings that you feel from your race car and what that means so you know how to go about diagnose the problem and or you know um, when you get back into the pits. Yeah, I, I can tell when one tire just gets the tiniest bit low of air, uh, it, the car will do something weird. And it doesn't take much to really mess it up. It's got to be really, really fine-tuned and to run like I'm running. Well, I think that's great that you're working with the, the young drivers and uh, training them up right. Right. Well, I tell you, he's won every race but one. I they're, won that one, but I got DQ'd. Yeah, they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to have, formulate a Eugene, Eugene Davidson rule, which automatically means he starts at the rear of every feature um and uh i've done that all year i wasn't done yet and uh let's see <laughs> uh add 50 pounds maybe and uh no just do this just start a lap down <laughs> just start a lap down that's not no i can't do no lap down coming from the rear is tough <laughs> yeah you, you know even when the even when you go to the rear you still win how many laps how many laps is this uh, 20 to 30 laps is what we've been running this year so far. And how many did you run at the uh, Spectacular last week? I think it was 30 or 35 laps. I'm really not sure. <laughs> and, and how, how bad did you beat them? Class, I was going to say, how many cars are you, are you having to pass to get up to the front? What are you? How many cars are you racing against? Well, the Browns Spectacular brings more cars than mm-hmm. our regular weekends. So most weekends I have 
12 or 14, and I think this weekend we had 18. But I sat on the pole. I turned fast time this week. So do you automatically sit on the pole if you turn fast time? Uh, yes, sir, unless you draw in a golfer position, you know, the first five cars draw for inverting the first top five. Right. And I drew the outside pole, so I led every lap except one. A friend of mine, Chris Spring, he's a, a really good driver. He's a kid that worked for me uh, on race cars for years and years as he grew up, and he is he is just as good as I am. He's just a little tiny bit shy of the corner, and he'll work that out, I guarantee you. What kind of car do you have? Dodge Daytona. Dodge Daytona. What kind of modifications can do you, have you actually made on that car? But they only allow us very few modifications. They allow overbore of 60,000. We run any flat tappet cam as long as it's hydraulic. So it kind of limits the engine to what you can do, but that little engine is a very, very good engine. It's just almost straight-up torque. Yes, and we know that there's no cutting off of the butterfly bolts. Yes, sir. We learned that the hard way. <laughs> that goes back to go-kart days, doesn't it? I won't let that one get by me again. I remember in go-karts, that was a big deal in go-karts back in the day. If you cut those if you cut those off, you know, they considered it blueprinting the carburetor, and you weren't supposed right. to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know that much about it. I build a lot of carburetors, but I've never built high performance to speak of, especially where you're watching the airflow is so critical as to shorten the screws but i know it can make a difference on a really good engine that you're turning 8,000 or 9,000 rpms it'll make a tremendous amount of difference airflow is very critical that's why these engines are torque motors is all they are is a big compressor yeah i think uh you know that really does taint your record of all these races that you won in a row i i believe i have said listen fellas I'll take the carburetor off and put it on Joe's car over there that, that finished in second next week, and let's see what he can do with it. And I'll run his carburetor on my car, and I bet yeah. you still would have won. <laughs> yeah, I told him I'll take the 33 car or the 42 car that belongs to friends of mine. I'll take either one of those two cars if they'll fit me in the seat in it, and I'll let them drive mine, and I'll still win the race. <laughs> as long as you get to work on it the week before, right? Absolutely. It'll take me a week. <laughs> It's all in the setup. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, Eugene, it's really good to hear somebody, you know, that's, uh, you know, still racing. You know, you don't sound like you got any plans of quitting. You know, uh, well, sounds like you're right on top. Yeah, I want to give the car to my son next year. I want to build a new one to replace this one with, and I want to give him this one for next year. And then the car will be eight seasons old, so it's it's very hard to get them to run more than five seasons. Well, you're on seventh, it sounds yeah, like. Uh, yeah, but it's a ragged car. I oh, think. I'd hate to see him in a brand-new car. It's, it's junk, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> okay, uh, Eugene, uh, we've got to get going. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show today and, and uh, taking your time to tell us about the Brown Motorsports Spectacular and uh, what went off there uh, last weekend at Auburndale Speedway. Well, thanks for calling, and I'll see you guys when you get there on the camp. You got it, Eugene. All right. Thank All you right. for calling. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. So, uh, hey, man, uh, Eugene is definitely going to end up being on the list. That's we're going to have to uh, keep our eye on, definitely. He's won every race except for that one, and they tainted him. And, uh, you know, CC, what they're talking about, the butterflies of the carburetor opens and shuts, you know, and that opens and shuts and, and allows the airflow to come into the carburetor. Okay. And the butterflies are attached 
with a rod. There's a rod, and then the butterflies lay over it, and there's screws that go mm -hmm. through the butterfly to hold it to that rod. Well, on the back side of that rod, where those screws come through yeah. and come out the other side, all he did was he shaved those off. See, and I don't understand. Um, and by the way, I, I appreciate the visual that you do for me. Of course, they can't see it, but you, you're really good at showing me what you're talking about. I still don't understand how just shaving those off really affect anything. Well, and in his situation, the experience that he's got and um, his car, because they work on it so much, it doesn't. That's why I said he could have taken that carburetor mm -hmm. with the shaved things and stuck it on. When I said Joe's car, it's because I don't know who was in yeah. second place. Could have stuck it in the second place car, and uh, I don't think it would have made any difference. But it's airflow that goes through the carburetor, and for rules are rules, that's what they are. But it's a shame that it tainted all those wins that he's had, and he still continued to win after he came back with the screws in the carburetor. So I don't think that was why he was Well, winning. Rob, we have a uh, our next guest on the line. And uh, let's welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Frank Feister. Frank Fister. Fister. How are you doing? Good. How are you tonight? Doing real good. Uh, tell us about the Fast Mini Cup Series. Oh, it's awesome. It is It is the thrill of a lifetime. It gives you the opportunity to go out there and drive a race car and have the most fun you could ever have. So uh, what's a northerner like you doing down here racing cars? Well, you know, it's funny. When I was growing up, I was voted least likely to live in a warm climate. <laughs> I was trapped in the back of my truck from November to April. And then I came down here, and I saw, you know, tank tops and shorts and racing from February to November. I'm like, wait a minute now. <laughs> and, uh, that warm weather's got something for me. So 1988, I moved down here, and the rest is history, as they say. And uh, so these fast mini cups, uh, we've talked about them before. Let's talk a little bit more about them. Uh, talk about the cars themselves, and let's talk about you and your racing leading them the points. Let's talk about that a little bit. I've had a great start to the season. Um, the car's been running really well, uh, got some good equipment underneath me, and uh, a little bit of luck, too. You know, racing's a little bit of luck. Every time you go out there, you never know what's going to happen. But the car's been strong, and I've been able to hit my marks and uh, run the car well. So that's helped me out, and uh, leading the points is something that I don't really look at that often because from day to day and week to week, you never know. You know, one, one mistake, and you could be in the back. So. Now, Frank, um, do you really like running with this specific series? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, Susan and Rick, they do a wonderful job. They give back to their drivers. It is a family-orientated series where when you're out there running, I mean, I go there to track by myself. I have three young boys at home. My wife would love to come more. We just, it's hard to do. So I'm basically by the track by myself. But if something goes on, I need to get the body off the car or work on the car, everyone comes around. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if someone else has got a problem with their car, hey, what do you need? You know, I want to race everybody and, and be on the track together. Where in some other divisions you go out there and it's like, yeah, you know, kind of more cutthroat. You know, if the guy can't run, too bad for him. But for us, we want everyone on the track, and then we're going to do our driving, and we're going to beat, beat each other on the track, not because you can't run. So uh, tell us more about the series itself. Uh, you like running the series? Yes, yes, I love running the series. Um, they give back to drivers, like I said. We've got wonderful sponsors. We've got over 60 sponsors um, that, that they give back to us. You know, when we, um, we get a little bit of payout when we win now, when we're racing. Um, helps with the fuel, helps with the entry fee and everything. And they just, they understand that it's about the drivers and getting the cars on the track. And, you know, let's face it, the economy is pretty tough right now. So everyone's out there trying, you know, to, to have fun, have a good time. But, you know, racing isn't cheap. Well, that's so, great, Frank. Right, right there, you know, Rob, he answered one of my, my next questions was about, are you getting a payout? Yes. 
So that's great. And, you know, that is, is very helpful in the, with the way things are right now. Um, are they, in the series, is, are they fair and consistent of how they apply rules? Very, very. We do, we do teching afterwards. We're doing weights. We do the ride height. Um, we do engine specking. Um, they they, they want to make sure that it's a level playing field. No one should be out there. And, and I want to run everybody straight up. And, and I assume everyone on the, the track wants to run me the same way. And it's so much to know that people are out there making sure that our cars are set up identically, that it's all about the driver now. What track? really makes it a lot better. What tracks are uh, you guys hitting this year? Um, we're basically running Arbondale and then a couple times going to DeSoto. All the drivers voted they want to keep more in the central part of the state, so we're on most two tracks mm-hmm. the most. And what kind of age range of drivers do you have in your series? Um, from very young, we have uh, Jordan, who's eight, and I'm 42. And then James Irish, he's the old man right now of the group, he's 62. So we, we, we span <laughs> five generations, or five decades, I should say, not generations, mm-hmm. of drivers. And it's amazing to watch. I mean, if you've never seen us run, to come out and see an eight-year-old you know, put it to a 40-year-old guy like me, it's amazing because, you know, the car is the car. I was going to say, I think I've seen you run up at DeSoto once before. I'm sorry? I think I've seen you run up at DeSoto once before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and these cars, like I said, you know, they're a handful. You don't just jump in the car and go race and know what you're doing. It takes a little bit of time, get some seat time underneath you and understand how the car works and make some adjustments. But, you know, I give all the kudos to all the kids out there because it takes a little bit of nerve to go out there. And it's any driver and any, any series. you got to go out there and have the gumption to do it, and it's a wonderful time. You think this is a good step for kids to go from, like, the go-karts up to the uh, fast mini-cups? Absolutely. Absolutely. The main, main thing for me is um, I bought the car. Actually, my wife bought the car for me as a birthday or as a Christmas gift a few years back. And I want to get my kids involved in it. So I'm doing this as a stepping stone for them to learn what the cars do, how they handle. If there's something going on with the car, I know how to adjust it for me. So when my children are running, they say, hey, Dad, the car's tight, the car's loose. Mm-hmm. And I can adjust it because I, I know what that feeling is like. Now, do you see yourself going eventually to a different class, moving up, or do you think you're just going to stick and always be a fast mini cup driver? I, I don't, I'm not going anywhere. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a wonderful, good time. It's a, it's a nice series. I don't see me going anywhere right now. No. So uh, tell us about the uh, cars that you guys are actually running here. What are they? What yeah, are they and made are, of? are they expensive to get into? Um, they're nine feet long, about three feet high. They're fully uh, tube chassis with coilover shocks all the way around. You basically set this car up the exact same way the guys in NASCAR do it. We have to set our crossway, our, our panhard bar, uh, the traction with the, the tires. Half a pound of tire pressure makes all the difference in these little cars. With me in the car, I'm about 740 pounds, and I go about 223, so I'm one of the heavy boys. What size is the motor? It's a Honda GX390. It's a single cylinder. It's basically a high-performance pressure washer. We have uh, specially built cams for it. We run a chain with a clutch. It's a dry clutch. And then we run a solid axle. Okay, so some of you folks out there listening, don't go get your pressure washer out and start <laughs> trying to make schematics up. Racing. Right, right. You know, uh, we need to make that clear because. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great way to go fast. Let me tell you what. It's, um, people are amazed when I go somewhere and I have an open trailer, and when I go someplace, people pull you know they they look at the car going, well, "Is that for your son?" I said, "No, I drive it. I'm six foot one." Uh, how do you get into something like that? And then I tell them, explain them what the motor is and where the car can go and how fast they go. Because we pick up some big speeds on the bigger tracks. We're over, uh, over 100 miles an hour. I would wow. imagine at, at DeSoto that uh, you guys probably get going pretty good there. And uh, I can imagine it could be kind of challenging. Uh, John's track can be a little rough out there in some places. And I imagine with you guys having a smaller car, uh, 
Um, definitely, yeah. it could be challenging going as fast as you go. Now, Rob, when I've DeSoto. when I've seen them up at Desoto, they were flying. Yeah, yeah, they were I'm just saying. flying around the track. Now, Frank, what I'm wondering is if somebody is interested in getting into fast mini cup series, what are they looking at? at cost-wise for getting into one of these cars? Um, uh, a used car, you can get a good turnkey, basically push-button go racing, about 5000 4500 to 5000 How about for your car? I'm out at the racetrack next week. I see your car. I come up. I got cash in my pocket. How much are you going to sell me your car for? I won't. I'm having way too much fun. Everything's <laughs> for sale. Everything's for sale. See, Rob believes everybody has a price. Well, no, that's what I always no, tell I won't sell it. This is what I always tell people that want to get into the sport. I always tell them to go out. And watch the sport that you're doing. Watch it for weeks in a row. Yeah. And I said, watch the guys that run good. Find the guy that runs the fastest out there and go up and buy their race car. <laughs> and that way you know you don't have to work at any of the other stuff. You just need to work it yourself because uh, then that's if you've got enough money. You know, if you go the other way, then you still spend the same amount of money. You just spend mm-hmm. it a little bit at a time. I need to learn the hard way. Now, Frank, do you spend a lot of time in the garage with it during the week, getting ready to race every weekend? Uh, last night, I actually came home, and I was so excited after Saturday night's run that I cleaned my car, I set my tire pressures, I did everything, my old changes, and got ready for the next race. He was, it was about two and a half hours worth of work. He was too excited to sleep. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the car ran so well, and, and I've got some great competitors in my series. They play, we push each other to limit. I want to beat Joel, I want to beat Jerry, I want to beat Cinderella, I want to beat everybody, and they all want to beat me. Mm-hmm. We have a very good rivalry together that, you know, I'm going to beat you, but we beat you on the track, and we're going to be clean about it. Now, the uh, the Irish family that that races, aren't there several members of that There's family that races? Correct. Didn't we talk to them before? I don't remember that. I just remember when I saw them at DeSoto hearing that last name several times yeah, when they were announcing the drivers. Irish, Cinder Ray Irish, Aaron Irish, and Steve Irish. Yeah. The whole yeah. Irish clan. Four cars. Yeah, it's a real family affair. Yes, yes. and that, that's a great thing. That's the best thing about our series is that you can bring your family, and you're welcome. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, a, we're a big group. I want to say, I want before, I want to beat you on the track. Whatever it takes to give a, you know, if you need a part from somebody else, or you need a hand get your car together, everyone in groups, you know, comes together as a group and says, okay, let's get him on the track. Now, do you ever get nervous racing against the, the kids? It's, you know, eight years old. Do you ever worry no, I do not, honestly. Um, I go out there, and, and we have a driver's meeting at, before every track, and we re- reiterate with them that, you know, if you get the move-over flag that comes out, you know, hold your line and be, you know, be aware where you're, where you're at because cars are coming up behind you. As long as you hold your line, then we'll go around you, and they're very cognizant of doing that. They don't have a problem with understanding that. You know, they may get lapped in a race here or there, but they're learning. They're going to pick up the speed. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, that, that's the biggest thing is seat time, understanding where you are on the track and who's around you and how quickly cars can come up on you. Is this your first time leading the points in this uh, thing, in the series? I believe it is, yes, sir. Okay, uh, that's why he don't want to sell his car. No, no, <laughs> I was not. I'm not having too much fun. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so nice to hear. Well, it sounds like you're having a good time, and that's always important. And uh, folks that are out there listening, if you uh, want to get involved in uh, car racing, uh, this would be a good step towards it. Um, these are little cars. What is the scale? What would you say? Half scale. Half scale. Yeah, you're probably about right. Yep. Half scale. and uh, Yeah, I go to the truck, like I said earlier, by myself, and I unload the car, load the car. You can basically form an operation. <laughs> You can do it all. I, I prefer my whole family be there. You know, it's just hard with the little boys that come out all the time with the weather and everything. But 
You know, it is a wonderful experience. It is a great way to get into a true where you're setting the car up all the way around. It's not just a go-kart where it's a rigid suspension. These cars are fully suspended where you can make a half-a-turn adjustment on, on the back right rear corner of the car and loosen it, tighten it. You can make that car do what it needs to do. Frank, uh, you need to get some friends, son. <laughs> I got plenty of those. Yeah, um, this is a good thing for uh, guys to do with their buddies, you know, to Absolutely. sometimes uh, the, the wife or uh, kid yeah, can't go. I flying from Chicago just to watch me race. What did he think? Oh, he thought it was great. Then him and his wife came down. I finished second that night, and I was I was completely tickled pink running that well. So, every time you go out there and you, you run well and you have a good time, then it's, it's worth every every moment of ounce and of energy going into that car. It's uh, just a great time. Have you been winning, or have you just been having good finishes, consistent finishes that have uh, put you in the lead? You're ready. I got two wins, two seconds, and the third in the five races we've run. Okay. Okay. So I've run consistently well. Sounds I'm very happy. The car has been stout. Um, my, my driving ability, I don't care how old you are, you always learn something. Absolutely. I have, like I said, Cinderella, or I have Aaron, or somebody out there who's shown me a move that, you know, I didn't realize I could do that. You know, so it's a learning experience. Once you start thinking you know it all, that's when you start going backwards. Yeah, and then into the wall. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the hit that hurts, the sudden stop. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Frank Fister, uh, sounds like you're having a good time, like I said, and uh, he's leading the points in the Fast Mini Cup Series. You can see them at Auburndale or at DeSoto Correct. Super Speedway. Well, here's an important question. Do you have a Real Racing USA sticker on your car? Yes, I do, on both sides. There awesome, go. very good. Listen to you guys every chance I get. I appreciate what you guys do for us and get the word out there for all of racing because, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Whether you're running midgets, whether you're running your legends, you know, modifieds, uh, late models, it doesn't matter. Racing is racing. And whatever scale you're on, it's a lot of fun. It's family-oriented. It's a good time. All right, Frank. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season. And uh, let us know if you uh, – how many races a month do you guys run? We run every other weekend, so it's basically two races a month. Okay. Sometimes we go three races, but that's very rare. Let us know if you get those three three wins during the month. Okay. Or even two. Let us know if you win two in the month. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely call you guys up and let you know. I'm very excited. All right, Frank. Okay. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us, Frank. You guys have a great night. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. There you okay. go, uh, Frank Fister, uh, leading the points in the Fast Mini Cup Series, racing at Auburndale and DeSoto Super Speedway. And he's enjoying it so much. That, isn't that nice to hear? He's enjoying he's it happy, so much. Don't offer him any amount of money for his car because you're not going to get it. Yeah. It is funny, though, when you when you see, uh, you know, a six-foot man get out of those out of those cars. Yeah. And uh, not only those, but the, like the champ carts that we saw yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to talk about that. I guess we can talk about that we'll right talk this about second. it now. At, at Charlotte County Speedway, uh, they had a nice show there with the uh, super late models and the sportsmen's and all the other classes. But they ran these champ carts. And uh, I was telling Cece when they came out, you know, I, I she had probably seen them before. But I have not actually had a chance to sit down and watch them race and uh, brought back some reminiscing of the times when I used to race go-karts. And even back in the day when Bobby Deal used to race go-karts. But... What got me into oval track racing was running go-karts on, you know, Saturday nights uh, on uh, a racetrack in Lakeland when it was a small mm-hmm. track out there. It may, have, it may have been Friday nights. I think it was Friday nights at Lakeland out there. And uh, got me started into racing uh, around there. And uh, But watching those uh, uh, champ carts run the other night, those guys put on a great show. I'm not familiar with any of those guys, so I, I really can't talk of names or even who won. But... 
All I can tell you is that the lead changed several times, and uh, those guys put on a really good show. That you know, one of them ended up uh, crashing into the wall, and uh, he had uh, no problems with the safety of uh, their carts and the extended bumpers that, that they used. That was a hard hit he took, and it's just quite impressive how he just got up and walk away, and you know, um, it was really neat. Now a lot of people were t- around us when we were watching this race, impressed about how you know they get out there and they're drafting and they're seriously racing i think by the end of that race okay when it first started i don't think that maybe some of the fans took it as seriously as they did about the midpoint of the race or when like like three or four of them spun out all at one time and they Mm -hmm. almost hit each other and then um about the last 10 laps of the race it was very evident that these guys were serious about what they were doing and uh and they actually put on a really good show, and I want to give them a shout-out. And, you know, good job, guys. You all did a good job. And uh, I'd like to see them race again. I was, I, I don't even know if they got paid to do that. I was telling CeCe, imagine if you put up $200 for first place in that thing, what would go on, you know? Yeah, it's in, it would be interesting to, uh, to see how that would change the race. But I really think they uh, gained the respect Yes. Of everybody that was there watching. Yes, they are legitimate. They are legitimate racers and legitimate racing vehicles. And uh, they've got a legitimate series because they started out with, I think, 18 or Mm -hmm. 20 of them. And uh, I had a good time watching them. And I think the fans did, too. The TQ midgets were there and uh, put on a good show. Sportsmen. uh, It was a full show. It was a full show. All the way down to the, the... the last, you know, the last few minutes, and the thunder trucks finally made their way out on the track. The late model race, I think, was uh, was was very good. And mm-hmm. like we said before, Wayne, he led every lap. And uh, Scott Walters, um, uh, I guess he was fast qualifier and got knocked back to fifth in the draw and put Wayne on the pole. And the that ten race, car, the ten car, really tried hard yes, during the race. You know, now, now that race, the, that race is why fans are going to dirt racing. Yeah. That race is why fans are going to dirt race. Follow the leader, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And whether, you know, people could take it however they want. That's exactly why fans are going to dirt racing. Yeah, but there'll still always be asphalt racing in it. And, you know, mm-hmm. there was passing that there was some passing that went on there. The 55 obviously showed that he could pass cars. Oh, the 55? Inside or yeah. outside. So yeah. I, I kind of... I and kind the, of enjoyed the, the race. The, and I, the number 10, you know, kept working its way, you know, back up. and Working its to, way to the rear. Working its way to the rear <laughs> and working its way back, um, to the, you know, to the top. And he didn't have, you know, the the best of nights, the number 10 card. He was a little unhappy at the end. You know, and but, I will uh, say that, that Wayne, you know, everybody says, oh, Wayne wins all the time. as Wayne Anderson show. But he doesn't. Last time he was there, he didn't do very well. You know, well, he did all right. But um, he won that race because he kept his car in control. Mm-hmm. He didn't overdrive his car. And, uh, you know, I, he held I think I would have, if they would have had some longer greens at the end, I don't think it would have been follow the leader. I think the 55, if they'd have had a little bit more time, I think Wayne's car was good at the beginning and then good a little bit in. But once they had them long greens, when it got towards the end, man, Walters was on him and mm-hmm. he was, he was trying everything he could. But, uh, you know, same thing, Patrick Williams, he finished third. He did a good job. Maybe didn't have the car that he wanted. Uh, Billy Bigley, he hung in there. Um, he didn't have the car he wanted that night, but yeah. uh, all in all, it was a safe race, safe night for the late models, safe night for most of the other guys, only a couple of uh, issues there, and uh, it was a good night of racing, and uh, I'm sure they've got something exciting going on this week. Actually, go they do. They have racing Friday and Saturday night. 
at Charlotte County Motorsports Park this week. And what's what are they doing? Oh, goodness. It usually doesn't um, work out, but are they doing go-karts on Friday night then? Uh, Friday night, they... Yeah, they're doing go-karts Friday It's night. more than just go-karts Friday. They're having a full um, series running Friday and Saturday. I don't have it off the top of my head. CharlotteCountyRacing.com. CharlotteCountyRacing.com, because I'm not going to be there either night um, this week. Unfortunately, I'm going through another weekend where I won't have... Won't be able to go to a racetrack. Well, I won't be there this weekend either I because know. I will be getting married this weekend. You're off getting married, and I'm off working some uh, paying gigs. Ask the man who knows. The man who knows. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows everything? Good evening. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Who is it? Hello. How are you? Who's this? We're well. How are you? I'm not telling. If you, well, this is Bobby Deal. I, I just. <laughs> It's Ricky Bobby. I'm not. Ricky Bobby. It's Ricky I'm, Bobby who was out on that I'm not track. Telling. Out on the track Saturday night in in Jeff's number ninety three Road Warrior. Let me tell you what. I thought he was driving the fourteen late model. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm watching the Road Warriors race. You know, and, and Jeff, you know, is our March driver of the month, and I'm watching the race, and I'm looking at his car, the ninety three, and I'm going, "What is Jeff doing in the back?" <laughs> What happened to the driver of the month? Easy. And I'm saying this out loud, and somebody went, oh, that's Ricky Bobby. Jeff's in this other unmarked car. It's like, okay, now I know what's going on. So what's going on? Are you trying to become the uh, driver of the month there, Ricky Bobby? Well, I, I figured it's got to be the car, but, you know, it says on there it had a bunch of spin winter, winter stickers on things, and I thought for sure that was a spin deal, not winter. <laughs> but, uh, but did you have fun? Oh, I had a ball. They, uh, they they asked me if I wanted to drive the car. Dean wanted to go into the ownership role and, and um, let Jeff drive the new car. Mm-hmm. And so they said, I got a seat available. I told him I'd always wanted to drive one. Boy, was that a mistake. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I got there. And, you know, so I just, you know, of course, like all smart race car drivers, you go there before five minutes before. I, it may not, you don't need practice, but you got to at least put the seat. So uh, we went over there, and, and, of course, we had to raise the steering wheel as far as we could go with the hind joint. And uh, I pressed on the brake, and it went to the floor. I said, Jeff, you know, there's something wrong with the brakes. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, they go to the floor. He goes, do they pump up? I said, yeah. He goes, well, four pumps turn left. <laughs> I said, oh. Now, Bobby, you own a racetrack, so uh, you should know how to drive one. <laughs> well, you know, I- I've been there before, and I used to be almost pretty good, I guess. I won five championships in my lifetime, but I don't know if, uh, you know, you know, it's like that song that one guy did, I'm not as good as I once was. Just think, Toby Bobby, Keith, yeah. just think, Bobby, you used to be able to get in a go-kart and run around the track as fast as fast can be in a shifter cart. You remember those things? Uh, yeah, well, it's in the old days, you know, that I haven't had. Wasn't that long ago? Well, well, Bobby like started off. Years. Bobby started off Saturday night uh, running around uh, the track yeah. on a on a little moped. Well, you know, it's really funny because once you do that, you really get a lot more respect for what Jeff and those guys do. Uh, you know, uh, I'd love to get into a late model. You know, I had the trucks and I ran those many times, and you know, I finished you know pretty high up in the points. But you know, uh, the, the, those road warriors that. that I, I see them so crazy loose going, what in the world are they doing? But until you get in one, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a neat, I mean, it's a neat class. It really is. Bang for your buck. Wow. I think that this is a great idea that you have, uh, I think, stolen from uh, who? Ronald Reagan or something when he used to go around and work and do jobs? What president used to do that? So Bobby's going to try to race a car in every class. And I think it's kind of a really good thing that maybe 
all track owners should maybe think about doing mm-hmm. because then you get to see it, especially if they run the whole race and you get it all. I mean, you get everything, even the crappy call against you by your own racing director. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got put to the back twice. Yep. Did you curse? Yeah, they, they gave me the, uh, the, the one more time. If I spin it one more time and bring out the yellow, you're going in the pit. So I said, well... And I actually did a pretty good job. I thought I finally figured out how to do a 360 without going all the way around the track, and it still brought out the yellow. So, but uh, that was a lot of fun. Hey, we got a lot of neat things happening uh, this weekend at the track. Here comes the hard sell. Pardon me. Here comes the hard sell. Hit tell it. Us, tell us all about it. Always got to have that, you know, it's the promoter part. We're, you know, we're doing something neat that you know. Uh, my, in fact, gosh, target, you know. Um, we used to have meetings once a month and try to work together, and it seems like, you know, we, we've worked our way apart again, and, and I ran uh, up against something trying to do this ghost car thing that we had going on, and I found out that next weekend we had all three tracks, Mayaka, myself, and, and DeSoto carts all running on Sunday, and so I opted to run them last uh, Sunday and skip this one just because it's not fair for the racer to have to go make a choice between three different places and right. stuff. And then, I'm, you know, looking at the, the the actual stock car racing, you know, we got to look at working together again, too. Gosh, it still makes it easier on the racing and in this economy. So we're doing a thing Friday night. I'd like to invite all the different classes that are racing Friday night. The, um, we've got the Road Warriors and the, and the uh, Fab Four Pro Four and doing 50 lappers and would love to have other tracks come out and I think if we did that, maybe we could leave our track, uh, you know, on some Friday nights, uh, give our guys the opportunity to go to other tracks. And, and maybe we need to start meeting again like we used to. Maybe Leroy's right. Well, of course. This, this is the guy that two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you know, was a bigger idiot than uh, John Sapricone. But I won't hold that against him because, you know, everybody has your opinion. Hold on. Is John Sapricone an idiot? <laughs> that, that, that he found out that John Sapricone was a bigger. He finally found somebody that was a bigger idiot than John Sapricone, which I thought I was Leroy's friend. I had no idea that you know I totally lost consciousness again. Right. But uh, you know it was funny because you know he, he, after thinking about it, maybe we all do need to go. And, and you know everybody has uh, you know crossed paths with Leroy. Maybe maybe Leroy needs to run this thing from getting all the tracks together. I mean, he doesn't own a track anymore, but. He has gone through a lot of the, you know. Well, he wants. I mean, he'd like to be the uh, track manager or, tr- or run the racetrack that you now own. I think we already had that chance. <laughs> now, I know, but he'd like to do it for you. Now, Bobby, <laughs> you know, I, I've got plenty of good people, and uh, you know. Uh, yes, you do. You know, I, I you because know, it's not about me. I mean, we had 109 cars in this in this economy, and 2,800 people in the grandstands, or at least on the property. Uh, I count the cooks and the, the helpers and everybody because it's not what you say, it's how you say it. But we had over 2,800 people there, so got to watch some great races. I mean, we had 14 late models, and we had, I, I felt, the best late model racers in, in the whole state of Florida, if not the United States, and uh, out there doing their deal. And it was some great racing, and, you know, uh, to get an opportunity to run in that Road Warrior thing, that was a hoot, too. Now, Bobby, this Friday night, like you already said, there's the 50-lapper race is going. And now yes. Saturday night, you are going to have um, the checkered flag sprint cars, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And those guys are, you know, they've done such a great job. And, and that's the USAC-style sprints. And, you know, a lot of the TBARA guys come out. 
uh, the Rudiments and things like uh, those guys and, and come show their stuff. And, you know, we have the Open Wheel Modifieds and uh, the Outlaw Street Stocks. They're always uh, in for a good race. And uh, so we have two nights of racing, uh, and we got the Bandoleros and the Legends, which we're developing that program. Uh, Kevin Williams is. He's the uh, uh, owner of Southwest uh Florida Legends, I believe, in, in Bandoleros, and that's the home track for him. And he's going to run here in a DeSoto. And, uh, you know, so it'll be a neat two nights. But, you know, I was getting back to thinking about having everybody get together and meet a neutral ground and, and try to do it. Maybe Leroy is the one to do it. I mean, everybody hates him the same amount, you know. No, what are you talking about? Like all the all the track owners uh, yeah, and the promoters have a meeting and let Leroy uh, say what he needs to say, and maybe everybody can get along? You know, Don Narone said one time, you know, we were at one of those meetings, and, and, and Mike stood up and said, well, you know, I don't mind going to this thing, and I'll support it anyway, but I'm not going to have you run it because you, you have your own tracks and you have your own objectives, you know. So, you know, I mean, Lula doesn't have a track anymore. I mean, he sold it. and uh, But, uh, you know, he's got a lot of background. I mean, he knows Howie Commander and, and all the big hitters around the country that, you know, gosh, Maybe he's making sense. Well, he could be the unbiased coordinator exactly. of it all and facilitate everything. And a, a lot um, of people don't realize, but he, you know, CC, he used to be a dirt sprint car racer. So I mean, his roots really is dirt. He's and, and, he's got a lot of good things to say when it comes to racing mm-hmm. and and running these things. And you have a lot of good things to bring to the table. Um, just like uh, Sapricone does, you know, all you guys have your own things. It's just it's really tough, I'm sure, to get them all together. You've been in the driver's seat now over there at that racetrack at Charlotte County now for uh, a year and a half, and you've gotten to really see uh, the ins and outs of what you got yourself into. And you know what? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I walked around the racetrack the other day, and I'll have to say this. Bobby Deal did come through with what he said he was going to do at his racetrack. He's done the things that he said he was going to do. He's worked on those things. And uh, there's places for the kids to play. There's a place that the kids can go buy candy. There's vending for uh, all kinds of stuff that has to do with racing outside. Um, All those things were things that Bobby brought there that were different than what used to be there before. And... um, you know, the food's not bad either. I know that Bobby must be, he, Bobby, you must keep tabs on the food pretty regular because the food stays pretty good. Well, and I couldn't turn the steering wheel. I'll tell you how good it was. <laughs> I got stuck in my belt, you know, a couple of times. But, no, actually, I mean, we use Bailey's uh, uh, Butcher Shopping, and it's all, uh, just throw out another plug there. But, you know, the the bottom line is, is we use that, and he makes his own sausages, and it's not frozen. I mean, I even, I even, throw out the bread because it's a crime to put a piece of a week old bread against that kind of meat. Right. Black Angus and and you know what? You know, we in fact I will tell you a real quick story is you know, we had a problem there were seven pizzas delivered on Friday night and and they came to me and said, you know, uh what do you want to do? You wanna not let them be delivered? And I said, Listen, until we get to the point that we make a better product that these people need to come race. You know, it's not about selling food in the pits. It's about being able for these guys to come race. So we need, you know, the day that we can win them over because we have a better bang for our buck and, and you know, the, the price that we, um, you know, can get for it, you know, maybe they need to order the pizza, you know. I mean, maybe we're not doing our job. And, 
you know, yeah, like I always say, I'm an educator, but I'm the best learner, and, and I haven't come up with anything new. I've just listened to those Leroy's and Saprocones, and, you know, Narone, when he told me, wait till you on a racetrack, you'll have a whole learn, new learning experience, he's absolutely right. You know, I have a different view because now I own one, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a tough business, but it is a business, you know, and, you know, some guys... Yeah, say the Saprocone has, uh, you know, an attitude. He doesn't. It's a business. That's what it's all about. It's a business, you know. Okay. Speaking of uh, Saprocone, uh, he's going to be on the show tonight, so you keep your ears on. You can listen to him uh, talk about uh, what he's got going on at his place, and uh, I will reiterate to him how there needs to be some meetings and maybe uh, head marshal and head of it maybe. Uh... And you know what? He's got great input. I mean, I saw where he's doing a motocross track. I went to his website. And, you know, it, there, there's nothing secret about being able to, you know, we go back and forth to other people's websites and stuff like that because, you know, these guys all have great ideas. You know, I mean, Auburndale, he's got some neat stuff happening. And, you know, we don't get along, and we always seem to step on each other. But that's, I think that's more ego and stupidity more than anything else. I mean, we say we're businessmen, but we fight each other. Now, what kind of businessmen are that? You know? Right, and uh, that's all hearsay and that doesn't matter that's just you know you're in a totally different county and i just think that we always tell people in this county if you want to support the track in your county that's what you need to do and that will be fine and as long as you and saprocone get along that's really all that really matters for folks that are racing in south florida oh yeah oh yeah and and you know remember the bottom line is you got to be able to survive we've all got to be able to survive and it takes maybe the knowledge of all of us to put it together you know uh, type of deal. All right. I appreciate you calling in. and uh, okay. Thank you guys for everything you do. You know, and it's all about making it happen. So keep out there and make it happen. All right. Bye, Bobby. Appreciate it. Take it right. easy. Bye-bye. Uh, there you go, Bobby Deal, uh, owner thank of... Thank you, Bobby. Uh, The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon, check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to Five Star Race Car Bodies. Five Star Race Car Bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, Five Star has one driving passion, to help you win. Five Star Race Bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today at fivestarbodies.com. It's come down to this, 100 laps, 5 to go, at the line, 5 cars nose the tail, heading down into turn number 1, it's anybody's race, inside for the races, it's definitely crunch time, somebody's going to have to make a move, 3 laps to go as they cross the start finish line, 
going down into turn number one. They start to fan out, coming off a of two. They're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside, Inside Florida racing. racing. That's it. Coming off a of turn four, white flag in the air. Checkers are wreckers. Anybody's races, they go down to turn number one. They fan out two by two, three wide. Coming off a of turn number two, they get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four, they're still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 Inside Florida Racing, and we're back and. Uh, want to acknowledge Casey Mays at uh, FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. That's fancy with an I, not a Y. FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. She handles our uh, shirts, our jackets for Inside Florida. Yeah, I see you. You're going to munch over there for Inside Florida Racing. And just so you guys know, I did talk to her today about making up our drivers, Driver of the Month shirts. So her and I are working. And? and well, her and I are working on designing. What did she think about it? Oh, she loves the idea, and her and I are coordinating designing for it. So uh, we, that will be in the works. And uh, once we get it all worked out, then we'll just need to know what size our winners want, and we'll get them made up. And we'll have, we'll get, we'll have to get caught up with, you know, January and February, and we'll make sure everybody gets one so nobody is left out. Who's on the racing line, Jackie? Do do you really want to know? I really want to know who are is you, on the racing uh, line, Jackie. No, hold on. Let sure? me just let me are just. Can sure I just finish my little plug? So oh, hurry up with it's your plug. it's uh, a. <laughs> I see you got to get your music Fa- ready. Fancyworkembroidery.com. They take good care of Inside Florida Race, and we encourage you to uh, go to their website. And they do everything from racing uh, suits on and all kinds the of promotions. The t-shirts they did were fantastic. T-shirts. I mean, the, the shirts. Our polo staff the, shirts, Yeah, yes. the, the in, Inside Florida Racing yes. shirts they did were absolutely, I must say, they were fantastic. Yeah, and They're I love my Inside yeah. Florida Racing jacket that they've made for so, me. Rob, so, Rob, you, you want to talk to uh, another promoter? <laughs> I think you... I think you hit the wrong button. No, I didn't hit the wrong okay. button. Okay. must be Sapricone. It must be John. <laughs> hey, John. Hey, guys. Hey, What's going welcome. On? What's going on, John? Talk to I'm me. Just, I just got done eating my steak dinner. Yeah, that's that's how you roll, man. That's how you roll steak dinner every night for Mr. Sapricone. What's going on, guys? Uh, nothing. We want to know what's going on with you, what's going on at your racetrack. Um, did you pave the surface yet? <laughs> I was just talking to the Fast Mini Cup guys. They were telling me about flying around your racetrack, and uh, well, they, they they go pretty fast around there. Yeah, I would imagine that they do because they go pretty fast at the smaller tracks. And at your joint, I would imagine that they uh, get going. He was saying 100 miles an hour, and I don't doubt it. Um, no, but that fast, but I, I don't think it's that fast. Well, you know, you got to let them embellish a little bit. Come on. Well, you know. You know how that goes. I bet you when you're sitting in it, it feels like you're going 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wanted me to drive one of them. I said, no way, I ain't driving one of them. Well, you know, Bobby Deal has turned into the big guy that uh, has been getting into uh, cars and racing them in different classes. And I I really think that's a grand idea. And I know you have, you know, gotten in a modified, I'm sure, and gone out there and raced it. Have you ever raced in any other classes at your joint? Me, no. Just the, uh, what I run? I ran a pure stock race and I ran a... 
modified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's important for you to get in every class, uh, especially pure stock, huh? Now, how was that? Did you like that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So did you get a d- different look at your racetrack uh, when you did that? Uh, the only thing I got to look at was the checkered flag. So you won, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Was there like two people in the class? What was going on? No, there was uh, 13, I think. Okay. You were supposed to say three. Yeah, yeah that's why left. So, uh, so how, how is it that you won so handily? Did they let you go by I and win? I told them, I said, if I don't win, you guys will never race again. Yeah. See, I was ah, going to say, I think the trick would be. I think the trick would be if a, if a track owner was going to race, okay, in a class at his own racetrack, mm-hmm. um, I think that he should not tell anybody that works there what car he's in and go out yeah. there and race, okay, and really see. What happens to you? Do you think you can get you can pull that off over these guys? These guys know what you ate for breakfast. Nah, John, you can well, do it. Well, you know what? A lot of people didn't know that that was Bobby Deal out there because they didn't say it was. And oh, when really? they finally revealed it, um, you know, people were surprised. Really? But the race director probably knew it was him, and that's what I'm talking about. I want these guys, the track owners, to go out there and get involved in something and get put to the rear a couple times and really yeah. get mad. Hey, I don't mind that. It- that makes your race car drive rapidly when you soften the rear. Now, John, um, I true. know you have something big and exciting coming up on May 3rd at your track, uh, something I'm really looking forward to. Um, you're having racing and music, Eric Church. Eric Church. That's going to be a great night up there. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. What is it? You're having church? Eric Church. He's a country oh. <laughs> singer. <laughs> oh, I thought John had really a, turned that leaf on He's got a great me. album. We're praying. Great yeah. album, Sinners, Sinners Like Me. But, um... What do you have going on between now and then? Um, this weekend we got the bus races going on. Then we got uh, tractor pulls stuff going on on the following week. And then after that week we got the Eric Church concert. Then we got the sprint cars back. And we had like 32 sprint cars the last show. What That's about great. What's this I hear about motocross and motorcycles? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing uh, – I'm putting in motocross in the middle of the, in, uh, middle of the infield. Wouldn't you be better off doing figure eights or something with it? <laughs> Wouldn't you be better off running figure eights with the infield? Nah, it's too fast. Like, these guys are scared of it. That's the problem we got with figure eights. They tell me they're scared of it. So, are you going to no longer run then the, the, the bus figure eights? No, we'll run. No, they'll still. Okay. We'll move it around a little bit the track, and we'll just get the dirt off the track and. Hey, jump over the. Part. They'll make a jump, so you jump over the road part of the. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we had one bus last bus race jump right over the infield. I mean, it was like. Crazy, and it's like they got mad because there was a little hump there, you know, on the, on the track. And it's like, well, I mean, if you're racing, you need to keep the car on the racetrack, not in the, not in the weeds. How does the uh, uh, fans uh, support your uh, bus racing? Is it pretty good? Yeah, they like it. They really do. Um, we do about six or eight of them a year, and uh, we have anywhere from fourteen to twenty buses. Yeah, I've, I've been up there and I watched a bus race, and it was a really good time, and the crowd was really getting into it. They love it. Mm-hmm. They, they want to see them roll over. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. They want to see them crash and they roll. They do. That's, yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing about figure eights. Listen, people go to the racetrack and they watch oval track racing, and you're like, okay, it's oval track racing. Something could happen. When you see a figure eight race, okay, and a good one where you got all fast cars, when, when I think good figure eights, I always think back of the days, you know, when Sunshine ran figure eights there and at John's track. They used to run figure eights there, pro eights. They would come there, Jimmy Cherry and his bunch, and then all the, the A-team and those right. Mustangs would come with the big fat tires on them. Let me tell you what. You will sit on the edge of your seat. 
because mm -hmm. everybody's mind is saying, I'm about to see somebody get killed. Your breath. <laughs> you, you actually lose your breath probably a dozen times. Yeah, it's yeah. really exciting. And that yeah. that makes for um, a really uh, – it caps the night off, mm -hmm. actually. Hey, John, these guys have been pussyfooting around with you, giving you the easy stuff, man. Now, Well, what's the hard stuff? You know, we got, we, we, got, uh, we got the biggest audience we've had in weeks because you're on the show. Come on. And they, of course, Where because, you, the yeah, come on. You can't escape it, man. It's what just, has he done now? Have you done something I don't know I, about? I got, I, I got, nothing. I've had, we've had Carol Wicks put a post on uh, the Real Racing USA message board telling people that if they have questions, you know, for you or anybody. Yeah, where's the question? Nobody one, one person actually put a question on for you. And he wanted to know something. It was something on the order. I'm not looking at it right now, but he's something on the order of, why won't you let drivers sign autographs under the grandstands, whatever that means? What? I swear. Let me let me get anytime it here. Me... You want to, anytime you want to have autographs signed, I mean, we do it on the track. We do it anywhere you want. Go Did you set, what you, the hell? What's wrong with you people? Did you set this up? You must have set this guy up to ask this question. <laughs> it said, J Jack Tripper, as a matter of fact, said, Somebody asked Mr. Sapricone why he won't let drivers sit under the stand, sign autographs, and sell T-shirts. What? Ask that other question. Actually, actually, he goes on to say, I'm not necessarily picking on John. I didn't read the rest of this. Uh, he, I mean, what? I mean, what the hell's wrong with you people? Why, question question why number two. That? When is the ASA series coming back to race at DeSoto Super Speedway? No, no, that's not question number two. <laughs> question number two is Which when ASA is... ASA series? Wait a minute. Yeah. Which ASA series? <laughs> well, we'll have to go back at the message and see which one they're referring to, Jack. Uh, Rob's got a big stick in his hand trying to steer crap, John. That's all. <laughs> I'm, I would never do that. He, he, that is a lie. Is you a would lie never try you know to stir things up. Oh, that is please. a lie, and you know it. So, so, so let's get how to. Do you know how many people are listening to this stupid thing? There's only how three. There's hey. three. Listen, it's all three stupid. of them. All three of them have it turned up loud right now. Okay. Yeah. So have respect. Oh. <laughs> so, so John, the, the the second question, and this is a question I had was, so when is Leroy Davidson coming to work for you? Um, I heard that Leroy Davidson was coming up this weekend, and, and uh, you know he wanted to come up there. And I said, "Anytime you want to come up, it's great for me. I could care less. I mean, we'll have you up there. I don't care. Anybody who wants to come, they can come. I don't care." No, he wants to come run the show. Well, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, what do you told me that yet? Well, what do you think about the uh, idea of starting up again with? Um... Meetings Nobody's with, told me with, yet. <laughs> with, Wait a minute. What? Hold on. One at a time. Okay. Now, what do you think about uh, starting up the, the meetings that you all used to have with the the, the track owners and promoters and, and maybe have Leroy sort of, um, sort of coordinate everything and facilitate them? And you couldn't get all these track promoters and all these track owners in the same room to agree on we're going to have Pepsi or Coke. That's how bad it is. But but it's always fun to beat that dead dog a little bit, isn't it? Uh, I'm tired of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I'm going to go do motocross because a lot of the client stuff. That's not a bad idea. These guys are throwing money at me and they're going jump. Why aren't you going to do this? I says, guys, it's on. I yeah. says, you guys want it, you guys got it. Why not? I I, I like to make fifteen thousand dollars and at the end of the night give them two thousand dollars back and say 
go have a nice weekend because that's what they are. They not they don't cry and moan and, and carry on. It, it's ridiculous. Um, are you done crying done? and carrying oh, I never on? Cry. I never cry. <laughs> um, let's talk about what you know about most, and that is auto racing. Nothing. Auto racing. Auto racing, yes, you do. You know things about that. Tell us what's going on at your racetrack a little bit, man. I mean, you got anything really exciting coming up? I think Lennon McHugh, I was speaking to him today, he's going to buy the racetrack. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be a bad deal. If you were going to sell it to somebody, okay, that would be a, a stand-up what, guy to sell. One of the units. He buys more tires from my driver's thing. You could shake a stick at it. So sure. what, are, what are the units? Did you figure out what the units are going for yet, John? What units? <laughs> was it a thousand? You said was that a thousand number? You said well, thousand know. a square foot. Thousand a square foot. Yeah, I think that's a little <laughs> out of reach, though, for a lot of people. Hey, uh, let's try. Uh, we'll try to get whatever we can. I don't know. I was out. I was up in uh, Eastern Sarasota over the weekend, and uh, they keep building them five million dollar homes. You know what the hell? Yeah, I don't know how they're paying for them. That's the only problem. Well, that's all they can build is five million dollar homes, and uh, you know they're only worth. Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Seriously, John, what do you think about the state of traveling series now? How how is the how is the deal with this traveling series deal? Has it changed over the last couple of years? Which or, one? Well, all of them. You know, I mean, a few years ago, you, oh, guys, you uh, uh, guys, you know, I hope you've been watching the news. I hope you've been reading the newspaper. It ain't good out there. <laughs> it's definitely not good. I told this to everybody last December. I says, guys, you're in a recession. I says, uh, I, I hope you guys read the newspaper. I hope you guys look at everything because it's not good. And, you know, a lot of people looked at me like I had two heads. Now they're starting to realize that 450 a gallon for diesel to get to the racetrack and three something to get, you know, to come to the races, people don't have their money. We're not in and recession yet because it would be a lot worse. Go ahead, John. You're past, the, you're past the recession, guys. You're going to come to a depression that you've never seen before. Mark my words on it, what's going to happen. You're going to see something that you've never seen before. This is the third time I've been through it, and you know what? It's it's not good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, people that uh, that get beyond the sound clips that you hear on the, on the news and, and really start reading some in-depth news coverage about what's going on in, the, in our economy, um, you, you, know, you, very, you very quickly can, can see what you're talking about. You don't really have to, you know, listen to the news. When you go into the into the store and you buy and you pay three dollars for you know uh, uh, um, a loaf of bread or five dollars for a gallon of milk or whatever you're trying to buy and and the shipping and this you know I get bills in every day and it's like well we're going to charge you ten percent for uh, for gas and ten percent for this well you know what guys it's it, it it just keeps on adding up and adding up and adding up until these people sit back and realize. What's going on here? You know, we're, we're going to be an upside-down economy. We're going to be the United States. We need to take back the country. Um, people don't realize what's going on here, and it's going to be too late when it's over. That's my point of view. What's your answer? What's my answer? Sure, if you're going to throw your point of view out there, at least have some kind of answer. What can, how can we fix it? What my answer is, you need to get rid of these politicians, cut the taxes in half, okay? Uh, give back the country to the people that... That uh, that made this country 30, 40 years ago, and the mom and pop businesses, and and who supported this country and who made this work? It was all the mom and pop stores. Today, corporate 
you know, uh, corporate, this corporate stuff is, is, is out the window, and uh, people just don't realize it, and, and you're getting sucked up by every little, every big conglomerate. So you think by supporting your local, instead of buying from Walmart or one of those big corporates, you go spend your money at your local Ace Hardware or something like that? Is that kind of what you're saying? Spend your money and support the local businesses in the county, in your state. In the, you know, uh, Don't be giving it to this big corporate stuff. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous because... What if Walmart wanted to buy your racetrack tomorrow for what you want? What If they wanted to buy it, I'd sell it to them. I'd sell it to anybody. But you know the, the problem. The problem What's... here is that you know we all got to work together, and 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 these big corporations that came in. Look, look what's going on with NASCAR, and 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 look at the TV, and look at the empty seats they got. What what do you think that's that that just happened yesterday? No, that's been happening for two years. And and what they did to short short track racing. I I really don't care about NASCAR, but you know. My stuff is, you know, you got a mile and a half racetrack, and everybody's following the leader. What happened to the Martinsville? What happened to the rich, old Richmond track? What happened to Wilkesboro? What happened to the action? They forgot about the. They forgot about the customers. No, they just go to where the money's at. Who's so, so I originally had asked you like uh, the traveling series a few okay. years ago. Um, you, I really never liked traveling. Exactly, series. That, and I told you guys exactly. It's bad for every racetrack in this state. You want to have a travel series, have a have a, um, a sprint car series, and have a super late model series, and be done with it. Everything else, keep those cars in, the, in your backyard where they belong. Because you know what? They get mad at me. They get mad at Don Run, They get mad at Bobby Deal. They get mad at this one, and they and they all hop around. Now, guys, you're paying three fifty for a gallon of gas, or four twenty dollars, four twenty for a, a gallon of diesel. These people can't afford that. They cannot do it. Now, John, it's not happen. John, with the state of the economy, how is it affecting your backbone classes at your track? It's affecting everything. It's affecting everything from from A to Z. I mean, I'm not selling. I'm not selling a lot of tires. I'm not selling a lot of gas. I'm not getting cars in the pits. I'm not getting fans in the stands. Anybody tells me that they're doing great, I'll call them a liar to their face because I'll put my P and L list against anybody and show them what's going on. It's not as much money as you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough for everybody. And you're going to see a lot of layoffs. You're going to see a lot of different stuff happening. And people are going to be hurting. And, and you have never seen this before. And mark my words when I tell you what's going to happen here. Okay. Man, come on, guys. You're just a buzzkill, man. That's all. All right. You heard it here on Real Racing USA. Uh, I mean, you know, come on. We got to we gotta all. I try not to watch the news on purpose so I don't have to listen to this kind of support crap. The now it's on my show. Now on my show, I'm well, having this to talk is, now, 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 this is a problem. It's really hard to support mom and pops for right. shops or things because I can't find any around that are going to have the items that I need. And, John, let me give you an example. Let me give you a really good example. This is right here at home. Go ahead. We were looking for a, to change a light in our house. We wanted a right. different kind of light. Right. We wanted to spend 50 to $60 on this light if we could. We didn't want to go to Walmart and some cheap thing like that. We were looking for something a little nice. We didn't want to spend a lot of money, but we wanted right. a light. So we look in the yellow pages, and sure enough, we know where one lighting store is. They got Lighting Plus, whatever. It has, in Port Charlotte, has every kind of light in it. It's down by the bowling alley. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right. Then there was another one, because on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, when all of us are off working, supposedly, <laughs> the freaking stores are closed. 
<laughs> and they're closed yeah. Sunday. And we're going, why? Screw. Well, I'm telling you, these people well, down here in Florida. I don't, I don't believe it. You know, I, it's I'll crazy. I'll tell you one thing, and and what's that's really, you know, I I've seen this business throughout my years, and uh, you know what? I I think we all should have off Sunday, no matter what we do. Okay, but you know what? Because we have to pay the electric bill, and we got to pay the taxes, and we got to pay this, and we pay that. Everybody's got to work. Every store's got to be open seven days a week. You think that's fair? I don't think that's fair. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid. I know I remember when I was four. Well, I'll tell you what, though, John. People like me who work six days a week, Sunday is the only day we can get out and and run the errands and get things done and go to and go to the church and go to the stores. You got to go to church on Sunday. Go ahead, John. You know why that's like that? Because people don't care anymore, and 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 the politicians out there—they're just choking all of you, and you and you and you're taking it. And we're all taking and you're taking it. Well, you're taking it too. <laughs> you're taking it you too. The country in between the buoys. Forget I... about raising the taxes. I mean, how much are you going to raise the front gate? How much are you going to raise the back gate? You can't do that. It's like how much are you going to raise the gas? How much are you going to raise the milk, the bread, the eggs? How much are you going to raise on these people? You know what? If you had somebody running a country that can run the country between A and B and say, look, guys, we got $100 billion. That's all we got. Oh, oh well, we need another $10 billion. Well, we'll just raise the taxes. Bullshit. So, Excuse me. So you're going to run for governor, right? We just make money governor. anyways. You're going to run for... I'm going to run for president. What, are you kidding? I, why, why not go all the way to... The okay, okay. I thought maybe you're going to get your feet wet first, but I understand. There's that. never going to be an Italian running the our country. <laughs> Somebody's got to step up to the plate, no? I wish somebody would. Rob, you can't say that on this show. Why not? No, I'm not talking. I said Rob can't. I can say what I He just said an Italian can't, can't, would never get elected president. Well, they, they well, didn't they say a Catholic would never get elected and then Kennedy? Yeah. Well, well they said a woman would never get elected so, either. So what you're... said a black guy would never be elected yeah. either. Or a woman. So, John? A black guy, this one, that one. I mean, come on. Just somebody step up that can run it in between the bullies. That's all I'm asking. John, I have never heard you talk more about this kind of stuff, politics and stuff, than in the last couple of months, for real. Well, you know what? It, it's, it's live. It's real. It's happening. Guys, it's, it's there, and it's not going to go away. And so how does this affect? Common sense, man. Get some common sense. That's all I'm asking. They, they turn around. These girls beat up this other girl the other night on the TV, right? And they said, well, mm-hmm. we've got to look into this. Look into this. I said, what the hell would they got to look into? <laughs> Man, that, that happens. That happens so much, that same stuff. But you know the song. big uproar over that incident that John's talking about now is that that Dr. Phil character yeah. went and bailed them all out. Just Why? one. He bailed one out. Why? Because they were going to do a show. Because they want, then, yeah, he wants to get them on his show. And they decided they weren't yeah, going to so, do a show. On, but let's, let's, let's prosecute them. Oh, they're going to get you know, prosecuted. Those girls are in around. trouble. Wait, wait, wait a minute, guys. If you went turn around and you robbed a bank and you had six friends with you, because everybody is, and you're in the group, don't you think everybody should be prosecuted the same way? Yes, without a doubt. Okay? What, what's the difference between this thing? You got a videotape. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Stop spending the money. Put them in jail and... See you later. Maybe people will realize what's going on here. So when you were robbing banks, what decisions did you make? What, me? <laughs> I, didn't I never let them catch me. Well, I still say... You need to get your late model. John is... to the sort of speedway and race. So let me see... Let, let me see what you can do. That's what you need to do. You need well, to every track that you I don't can do. need to impress you or anyone else. Stop no, it. No, you don't have to do I'm that. I'm getting married on Saturday. Oh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. 
See, I have that beautiful child already. I've got the cart way before the horse. and uh, put the cart before the horse? Uh, you know, but everything's working out good. and uh, well, That's good. I'm happy for you. You know, the economy's so bad, I can't even afford to come to, the, to your racetrack. I'd like well, I'll to. I'll in for free. How's that? I know. I already know I have a free entry coming for, for the trivia question I answered last uh, year, but... Um, I, I can't afford the gas. How about the fuel? There. Can, I, can I get some gas money? What am I, I going to do? I, don't worry. I'm, I'm working on a bus right now that we're going to bring people in from Tampa and people from Charlotte. We're working right. on a bus deal right now. It's going to be free of charge. Tampa. You can come to the races and, and see what's going on. Right. Oh, that's cool. You can have a trailer? You can have tow race cars? Tow your race car up. <laughs> but that's that's true though we all we all working on something like yes yes yeah, yes yes he is and uh john just so you know i did mention it to uh my gm there at the radio station so uh, hopefully we'll be getting in touch with you so yeah. we're going to do some big races and, and and do some spring car shows and some some um <clears throat> all american challenge series races supers and you know bring people in from tampa bring them in from charlotte down that area and show them you know you know a different racetrack it's a good idea bringing people from tampa because that place is, you know, do you used know to be the, racing, but it's not anymore. You know, Tampa spent uh, $6,000 TDRA in advertising for the last race that we had. We had 32 sprint cars show up, and I begged them not to spend that kind of money. I said, guys, you're doing the wrong thing. It's too much. You know, and I had about 1,300, 1,400 people. But I didn't think it was worth to spend $6,000 to get 1,400 people. No, nope, not unless you're getting yeah. about... Forty bucks a person. No, but saying it was a lot of money. But I mean, they, you know, they they, they tried and they, they thought that would you know would 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 help and help them and help the track and everything else. And I you know I was sorry to say, but you know when I told you so. But you know you only can do so much and you only can get so much blood out of a stone. Why do you think that the fan support at your track is low at times? Is do you do you live in a, a, a like a, not near a bunch of neighborhoods out there? Is where the track is. I, I have no idea. I mean, you know, you hear thousands and thousands of different excuses, and you know, when and you have Tampa, and you can go to Bush Gardens, you can go to a concert, you can go to the movies, you can go to all these different places. It's very hard to attract the people to get the dollar. I mean, there's so many. You know, you look around. There's so many stores empty. There's so many restaurants that are having a hard time. By me, There's, everybody's having a hard time. It's just not. It's just not something that we hide. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, you're not suicidal or anything, are you? What was that? Are you suicidal or anything? Suicidal? Yeah, what kind sound, of question is that? Well, he just sounds really down. He sounds really down about all the businesses not having anything going on. Look at the freaking newspaper, guys. Look at the look at the TV. This is just a reminder, everybody. This is the This this is the Doctor Rob show. Why are they? Why are they? Are we no longer inside Florida racing? Because I'm confused. Is this inside Florida politics? (laughs) (laughs) This is what you two have brought on me today. Okay, I certainly didn't bring any of this economy stuff in here. See, John, I could every time you come on the show, you just cause havoc, man. What yeah, are we going to do? Listen, the, the bad economy doesn't have anything to do with your rich racers that come to your racetrack. My rich racers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. There's always going to be guys that want to race, but it's the actual fans that come there, I think, is uh, the issue at hand, that if you could get more fans there and. I think that, like you said, uh, we're all going to come. We're all going to from all. I, I can tell you one thing, guys. If I have fourteen, fifteen hundred people a week, I could make a good living. 
I, I don't need 3,000 people. Believe me, I don't want 3,000 people every week. I can't handle them. No, it's, it's crazy. Too many hot dogs. The toilets overflow. I mean, you have no, too oh, much money. What's wrong with the toilet? So I fix, fix that real fast. <laughs> and, you know, um, we fix that problem. So I don't have, I, I very, I don't think we're going to ever have that problem again because I dug up every pipe in that place and I said, I'm going to find out why this is doing this. And I figured it out. Did you get a permit for that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Hey, John. You yeah, got in in, uh, in May in the month of May the merry month of May you have uh, the TBARA wing sprints are coming to your racetrack twice once on the third I believe and they just love it man they love, they, they love coming to me well we're all coming why we're all coming on the thirty first are you yeah we're gonna come when the TBARA come on oh, the thirty first we're all coming you better bring at least a hundred people with you or I'm not letting you in all right we'll work on it we'll see what we could do CC will have to get the bus fired up yeah. all right why you guys want to drive a bus. No, no. No, he the means bus full of people. A bus full of people. Oh, right. Well, that's that's working. I mean, that's in the works right now, and we will be doing something like that. So, I mean, just keep your eyes out for it. We'll, we'll tell you guys when we're doing that. You guys want to hop on the bus and the love bus and come up there? Yeah, well, come on up and on the race bus. The love bus. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to the city next week. Uh, you got any connections there for me in the city? Which city? NYC. City. There's only one city, the city, John. man. I need a metro card. You There's got one? There's only <laughs> one city. You need one, huh? You're begging going for New a York metro. City. <laughs> what are you going to New York for? Because uh, get a park Avenue off. Ah, uh, Brittany's never been there before. She needs to of go Nas- uh, of NASCAR. No, go out to the island. Go He's going the up city. there on his honeymoon. He's going to show his new bride. He's got to go city. smell the smells, John. Yeah, this, it, it's, hey, it doesn't smell too bad right now. It's not too hot. Let me tell you something. You're going to have some great food. You're going to have great entertainment. You're going to enjoy the hell out of it. I'm yeah. telling you right now. I'm going to the garden. About this for weeks. I'm going to go to the garden. Going to the garden. Going to the garden. Well, going to go to Caroline's and see Colin Quinn. Go and see a Broadway show. Go and eat some good. Blue Man Group. Hey, John, we got to run, man. We got some TBARA guys and some other wing sprint guys. Make sure you tell those guys the wing sprints to be at the Soto Speedway on May 3rd. I mean, not May 3rd. Uh, I can't remember. 30, 30, August 31st. 31st. Yeah. yeah. That day. Yeah, that day. That day. That day. Anytime, anytime you guys need advice. You know, any kind of advice, just call me and I'll let you. Not a problem. I'll make sure that there are potential uh, presidents-to-be get a hold of you, too. You make sure of that because... Especially the female one. I got some good pointers on my foot. (laughs) We'll be be right back. Thanks, John. Bye. Bye. There you have it, folks. And uh, with that note, we're not even even going to talk about it. Senator John Saprocone. From uh, DeSoto he told County. You, he told you president. He wasn't president. fooling around. I wonder what his stance is on... Uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Oh, my God. Figured that out. You just... Oh, man. What, what were you being held up? Terrible. This is Inside Florida and National Politics with our co-host, Dr. Rob, Miss Cece Brooks, our resident Hello. psychologist, That's and right. uh, Senator Sapricone uh, had to get off the line. No, no, no. We enjoyed uh, we enjoyed our talk with uh, the newest political no uh, figure in Florida. You shouldn't say things like Why that. Not? I'm politically correct. Rob, you can't That's say things like That's not politically correct. Oh. 
All right. Saying a woman let's get back. Be let's get back. Somebody let's called someone a Chinaman on, on the radio the other day or, or something on some broadcast for the golf thing. And what else do you call a man from China? Let's talk to the photographer okay. down Chinaman. at uh, Henry County you would just Speedway. Refer to huh? him as Chinese. How about that? How about that? Is he Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. Ask him. Ask him. He's on the air right now. Are you a Chinaman? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am not Chinese. <laughs> this is Rob Sweeten from Henry County. Um, is it? Is it? Um, What's going on, Rob? Ron? Ron? Oh, not too much. Oh, Rob. Ron. It's, it's Ron. Ron, right? Ron. I'm, I got Rob. It's on Ron. Hey, hey. hey, Ron. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's Rob. It's actually Rob. And can you guys step all over well, him just a little bit more? I'm looking at the notes I'm giving, and it says Ron. His name is Rob. Okay. Look, nothing else is going right here. Do you think <laughs> I should get the names right, for so, God's sake? No. What are you talking Rob, about? Rob, uh, tell us what's going on over there at Hendry County. Well, uh,. They uh, they're putting together a good program. They've got uh, limited late models, uh, micro sprints, twice uh, once a month. They race twice a month. They've got uh, street stocks and bomber divisions, um, and minis of both of those as well. And then what I'm excited about is we're starting up the slingshot by Tobias class. Oh, those Florida slingshots. Those are. Um those are pretty cool little cars. Now, Rob, uh, actually, this Saturday night, I was talking to some uh, drivers of the Thunder Truck class over at Charlotte, and they've asked me if I might be able to uh, get a group together and uh, see if Chris would let them run over on the dirt over there. The real, the real racing. The real racing USA Thunder Trucks want to go play in the dirt there. There you go. Oh, that would be a blast. So uh, I think I think we're gonna have to uh, do a. You think that to, until they all show up there and start beating each other up out there on the racetrack. Well, I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna have to have a talk with Chris, and we're gonna see what we can well, put together. Is, they do it with their vehicles, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, get a get in touch with uh, Larry out at Hendry County. Oh, or or I'll just call Chris. I've, I got I got Chris's number. I'll give him a call and, and see what he thinks. But I've been out to that track several times. Always have a good time when I come out there. It is a uh, well worth the drive from Charlotte County uh, to go out there to watch some dirt track racing. It was a great fast paced show this last week. Uh, racing started promptly at six thirty, and it, I had talked to several of the drivers after the races, and I was out by ten o'clock. Wow. Yeah, now now that's that's what that's one of the nice things out there, but also there's been times where it, it's it's gone a little it's gone a little late. But now here's something else maybe you can answer because some of the guys were asking me Saturday night, why do you guys only race twice a month? Um well, I'm not real certain about that. Um, cuz usually you race the first the first two weekends of the month, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see what I've gotten myself in here. Um, I'm sorry. Am I asking too difficult of questions, guys? How about this? How about this for a question? I'm a a photographer out there. Right. I was going to ask you about pictures. I was going to ask you about taking taking pictures and stuff, and maybe CC didn't realize. No, first of all, before you even do that, Rob, Rob... Tell us a little bit about your background and stuff, because people, these I know, you know, because you and I have talked, but the rest of the world out here listening and, and, and here in the studio, these guys don't know your background. Give us a little of your history so they know what you're about, man. Okay. My history is this. Uh, I was born and raised in South Jersey, and my father started taking auto racing photos in 1952. And uh, 
He shot at Bridgeport Speedway up in New Jersey as track photographer there. And we used to come down every winter and take pictures here. And at 13 years old, um, over at East Bay Speedway, which I believe was also Jeff Gordon's first night in a sprint car, was my first night taking pictures. Um, That's cool. So I have been... Uh, Did you get his picture? You know... No? Uh, they made a big fuss about lie, 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 Rob. Say yes. Yes. <laughs> Got several. They were beautiful. Um, awesome. Now, we... Uh, and I've been shooting for Area Auto Racing News out of Trenton, New Jersey, ever since. Now, we moved down here, and I shoot Daytona and Homestead for Area. And then I heard about this uh, track out in Clewiston through the slingshot. And uh, I have loved dirt track racing and uh, made the hour-and-a-half drive up there and I'm hoping to be there almost every week. Now, that little magazine you talked about, I mean, that's no, you know, a lot of people may not realize that down here in Florida, but that magazine is like, that, that's a biggie, man. Yeah, up in the East Coast, uh, yeah, it's got to be far and away the most read uh, racing newspaper. There's no question. And uh, I've had, and I, I also freelance for the Associated Press with Daytona, Um they, they buy and use our pictures up there. Um, my father's actually most famous picture, in an unfortunate sense, was uh, Dale Earnhardt when he hit the wall. That was in Sports Illustrated and whatnot. Mm. But um, my dad gave me a passion for auto racing and photography, and uh, he passed away a year and a half ago, but I have continued to uh, to walk in that, in that passion. And we'll have some of your... Uh photos from this week's uh, racing weekends racing at Henry County we will have them on carnac.com uh, actually um, later tonight where can the fans see all of your handiwork and all of your pictures that you've taken over the years that you've compiled do you have an online uh, library of these um, of the pictures that I've taken in the past I, I don't have an online library there is a uh, three wide racing. Um, that does some of that um, vintage stuff from the Northeast. But there is, of my current stuff, I have a website at sweetenphotos.mugmug, S-M-U-G-M-U-G, dot com. Um, has my current photos from Hendry County. And also there's a, a go-kart track down here at Hope Sound uh, that I went out and shot. Well, all right. Cool. What was the website again? Sweeten, S-W-E-E-T-E-N, like you would sweeten your coffee. Sweeten photos at, or I'm sorry, not at, sweetenphotos.smugmug.com. Smugmug, S-M-U-G-M-U-G. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got that, Jack? Okay. Uh, there you can check out all of Rob Sweeten's photos uh, of uh, Clewiston, uh, Hendry County Speedway, and of the uh, go-kart track, I'm sure, that he was just referring to. And uh, how about uh, NASCAR shots? Um, because of licensing, uh, I could publish them, but but not for sale. And so they get real. NASCAR is real touchy about what goes on the Internet and everything. Really? Uh, sign an agreement that... Photographers are only allowed to use their photos 
to be published in news articles within 72 hours of the time they are taken. Really? Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Well, that's how good old boy racing works. Yeah. So it's not to uh, lose my invitation there. I uh, don't publish them on the Internet. Now, I have seen some photos that uh, my father and I have taken being sold on eBay, but it's completely illegal. Really? All right, man. That sounds... Uh, so. Well, you got to do what you got to do. So you can only show the pictures that you take nowadays. That's one that most of our fans are going to be interested in anyway because I'll yeah. t- there's more and more interest in uh, Henry County, mm-hmm. especially in South Florida because... Uh, because it's dirt? Well, when people go, no, it's when, when you go there, people do realize this isn't just some little, you know, this is a pretty cool little race, racetrack there. It's a, it's a oh, nice yeah. little facility, and if you've never gone to uh, check out some racing out there, it's worth the trip. Yeah. You know, go on out yeah. there. It's a nice evening of racing. And go 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 talk to, go find the owner. Go go over to the place where you, you pay for it to get in, and you tell him you want to talk to Chris Ponsold, the yep. owner, and when he comes over, you tell him that Karnak and Real Racing USA sent you. And don't worry about inside Florida racing. That's right. <laughs> it was a great show, and like I said, they um, the the night when they had the United Dirt Late Models, the show went a little bit longer, but they seemed to run things on a on a real timely manner. the uh, the The track held up well, and uh, tell you the oh, I w- mini sprints put on a great show there. They were in and out and all over the place. All right, so real quick, tell us about the slingshots. What kind of series is this thing going to be? Is it going to be worth watching? Oh, yes, it is. Um, the slingshots are an affordable racing class. Mm-hmm. Uh, a turnkey car is $7,305. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I've seen them zip around the track out there. And, uh, matter of fact, I was out there that night with United Dirt Late Models. And you're right that the evening ran a little long. But it was, and it was also the cold. That was the cold night. Speaking of running long. Yeah, they're flashing the light at me, which they're telling me I have to wrap up now. Oh, okay. And but, then, um, you can check out the slingshot on floridaslingshots.com. Yeah. floridaslingshots.com. All right. Cool. Well, we appreciate it, Rob. Uh, Rob Sweeten. And uh, you want to check his website out, um, you can uh, listen to the show later to the uh, rebroadcast, and you can get that. appreciate it, Rob. Thank you very much. Take right. it easy. Bye-bye. Yeah, we've had uh, uh, the gentleman who is coordinating the floor slingshots on the show with us. Yeah, I remember. He was yeah. talking about giving free rides in them and stuff. Yeah, and he offered me offered one to me. And yes, I heard. You yeah. he turned him down. Well, I've never. You've done I've, everything else. You never flagged before either, but you got up there and did it. Well, I know, but flagging is a lot uh, a lot easier. Not than just flagging, but flagging a sprint car race. Sprint and uh, with super lates and thunder trucks. Yes. I have fun, and I appreciate when the uh, when, <laughs> when the guys at the track let me go and do those things. But no, I was a little nervous about getting on dirt and, and, and taking that out on the dirt because I've never been on dirt before. Are you afraid you're going to spin out? Yeah. Well, so does everybody else. Look how the races. They all spin out. Okay, and I'm also afraid I'm going to break my nails. Tomorrow so. night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. We were talking about NASCAR there for a minute, and he was talking about them. I didn't even want to get into that, but... Uh, Tomorrow night, we're going to have... Remember the book I had out here? Yeah. The, uh, yeah? Yeah. That it <clears throat> I remember books. You remember? Ed Otto, yes. uh, who was a promoter back in the day, mm-hmm. was actually 40% owner of NASCAR along with 40% owner of NASCAR, Bill France. They were equal right. partners. 
with another partner who owned 20%. And uh, Edgar Otto, son of Ed Otto, uh, wrote a book about his uh, father called the, um, what was the name of it? Rick, I loaned the book to Rick. Um, the name of, actual name of the book was uh, NASCAR's, um, what's that, the partner that n- nobody knew, knew who he was. Can you ring him up, Glenda? And, uh, anyway, we're going to have Ed on tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. He's on Real Racing USA on an extended interview. We're going to spend a lot of time. It's probably going to be at least an hour that we're going to spend with Edgar um, talking about um, the, the actual formation creation of NASCAR. And you're going to hear a different story about the formation and creation of NASCAR than you've heard from uh, the NASCAR PR mm-hmm. machine. Well, obviously, they're not going to tell the real story. Or, no, they may tell the real story and uh, leave some parts out. Well, I mean, I just give you that. I mean, there was a whole lot. There was racing, auto racing in the northern United States was in full. I mean, it was a thriving big deal. You know, racing didn't originate with NASCAR, for God's sake. I will listen on one condition. What? That you guys at least get into the unionizing. Oh, absolutely. That will be part. That will be one of the big subjects. Because absolutely. they really ousted some of the best racers in NASCAR. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's brutal. It's yeah, brutal. It was. That, it's going to be a fascinating. The book was fascinating. Um, I mean, it was just incredible the amount of things in there that you just never heard about. You okay. Know? Okay, guys. Now, I want to know which butler do we have on the phone now. We have Mr. Stan Butler. Good evening, Stan. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay. You say uh, that now, Stan. Hopefully in 15 (laughs) minutes you'll say the same thing. Okay. We'll try. And, uh, Stan, we're talking with you. We're going to talk, so what, wing sprints, right? Wing sprints. The wing sprints. Years and years of racing, Stan's done. Yes, years and years. And uh, racing up at DeSoto Super Speedway? Uh, Yeah, I've raced there probably since it opened, off and on with sprint cars. How long have you been racing, Stan? Did you did you race at the old uh, Tampa Fairgrounds that we've talked about so many times? Now, are you talking about the one downtown or the one yeah. out off of off of uh, I four and three hundred one? I've raced at both of them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when did you start racing uh, sprint cars? Uh, nineteen seventy two, I believe. Seventy two. Yeah, seventy two. Really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've been at all these uh, tracks that are now. Um, uh, buildings. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the ones that are, used to be landmarks. Huh? So in 72, um, sprint cars were uh, similar but a lot different than what they are have become today. Um, plus the racing is uh, similar but different, wouldn't you say? Yeah, to a certain extent. It's still, it's, it's, I mean, the racing hasn't changed much. And in reality, the cars haven't changed that awful much. Yeah. yeah. They still similarly look the same. Uh, I guess they've added wings to them a little bit and a little bit of horsepower over the right. years. But if you, you know, for the horsepower that's been added versus the the track times that they used to turn with, you know, before the horsepower got there, I mean, the times aren't that much that much different for the amount of money you have to spend to go, you know, to go just a, a hundredth of a second faster or a tenth of a second faster. So how old was Stan Butler in 1972? Oh, probably 19 or 20. So what put you in the seat of a race car, say, at uh, Plant Field there at the old fairgrounds? Well, my granddad my granddad had an old sprint car, and he had actually right about the time that they went from kind of from super modified to sprint cars, uh, he had an old converted car and didn't have a driver, and I talked him into letting me drive it, and that's where we went. 
And uh, how did you do in those early days of racing against some stars back in those days at oh, that time? Well, not I guess I guess for the equipment I had and the experience I had, not awful bad, not too awful bad. I uh, I ran in the back a lot, uh, just uh, stayed out of trouble and learned and waited till I got some better equipment. Now you talked about uh, going to the other fairgrounds over off of I four. I remember they raced there for say not too many years before they got run out of there. But um, how did you like that transition in racing uh, there at that track, uh, being a much bigger racetrack? I think it was, wasn't it? Well, no, actually, they were both they were both half mile racetracks. It's just yeah. the one the one down in downtown Tampa, which I only raced there probably four times. That was back in the day when Dickie Edwards promoted some local sprint car racing on Sunday afternoons. I ran there, but like I say, both tracks were half mile. But but uh, uh, there wasn't there wasn't a, it, it just was the lighting was different. I mean, the track was just flat as a board in downtown, and and the wall all the way around it. You could never you could hardly ever judge where the wall was because it gets so filled up with clay that you couldn't <laughs> couldn't see the wall. Where the fairgrounds, you had a little bit of distance between the 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 racetrack and the guardrail but you know they were both they were both pretty fast racetracks you know it is a shame that tampa has not kept you know other than uh they obviously have east bay raceway but there used to be so much racing that went on right there in the tampa metropolis area and it's well you had the when you know you had the imca days that was back they were in competition you know against usac and stuff and, and they ran all around the midwest and followed all the fairground circuits and they ran non-wing uh, dirt cars, and they ran during the fair like five times, five times during the, the two weeks of the fair downtown Tampa, and uh, and then you had Golden Gate Speedway, which ran sprint cars every week, and then St. Pete started running, and at one time you were alternating between Sunshine and St. Pete, and you know sometimes Auburndale, and, and uh, back then it was called Winter Haven Speedway, I believe, and uh, yeah, there was there was more. There was more races within a shorter distance from Tampa. Now, Stan, today, um, are you involved with the TBARA? Are you currently racing? I did race. I, I raced with them last year. We're kind of, uh, my son Shane and I are kind of sharing. We have one dirt car and one pavement car, and we're kind of sharing that car back and forth. And uh, I, I ran his dirt car down at the Soto, I guess it was week, not, this, not this past Saturday night, but Saturday week before that which was uh, kind of a nightmare because the car just didn't work too well for me. Uh, but we're we're just kind of, with the economy the way it is right now, we're kind of picking and choosing where we can race and what our budget. We run, we're, we're unsponsored, and we run, we run whatever, whatever our, in our budget we can, we can race, if it, whether it be wing race, non-wing race, close to home, or what, whatever we can afford to go race, that's what we're doing this year. But in the past, we have followed the TBAR circuit. So are you going to, uh, how long are you going to continue to uh, race there, Stan, before you just turn it over to the youngins? Well, as long as I can find, as long as I can get in the car or find a car to drive. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, I've always driven for other people, and it's made it, it's made it kind of easy for me. And now that, you know, uh, trying to support my own operation, it's just, uh, it's tough. Yeah. So uh, some of the folks may or may not be familiar with you. Uh, what? What are some of the highlights of uh, Stan Butler's career over all these years that really stand out in your mind? Well, 
I guess uh, 1994 I won the pavement. Uh, that's when TBRA was divided up dirt pavement, and I won the pavement championship in 94. 85, I held the track record at Braden for a while. Well, actually, I held it held it two or three different times down Braden. I won a, I won a big 50-lap race down there one time. It was kind of special to me. Uh, I've won, uh, well, I've ran the Little 500 up in Anderson, Indiana 20, 24 times, I think, and I stood on the pole with a one-and-four-lap track record in 1988 and then ran second in the race. Hold on a second. You won the Little 500 how many times? No, no, no. I've ran it 20, oh. 24 times. I thought you said you won it 24 no, no, times. No, I've never won it at all. I, if we I'm sorry. If we'd had transponders in 1988, I won the race, but they didn't have them, and I didn't win the race. I ran second. Okay, that's right. They took it from you. Yeah, so that <laughs> was kind of a raw deal there as far as I'm concerned. So go ahead, after the little 500, what else? Uh, well, I ran third in the little 500 once, ran second once, sat on the front row twice. Uh, I've had the track record before at, at New Smyrna. I've had it. I sat on the pole for the second Florida 500 they had down at Punta Gorda back in 1993 or 94, whatever. can't remember exactly what year it was, but I sat on the pole and uh, led for 200 and 60 laps or something, and the, the the engine cracked a piston and started blowing oil, and I got black flag, and that was the end of our night. Stan, you've been doing this a long time. You've been around it a long time. You know, one of the things you notice about sprint car racing is that the fans of sprint car racing, there's only sprint car racing. Everything else is something different. It's not even racing. Right. Why? What is that? Tell us. What is the mystique here, man? What What is it about this sprint car deal that somehow just keeps it separate from everything else? What is well, it? I think it's the fact that that your the wheels are open and exposed, and you can see more of the driver. You can see what's going on with the driver, even more so without the wing. You can see more, what's more going on with the driver. But I think I think that and the fact that that every racetrack in the in Florida doesn't run sprint cars. You can go see stock cars everywhere everywhere in florida but there's only a few places you can go see sprint cars and and there's and you have some diehards that wouldn't give you 10 cents to go across the street to watch a sprint car race but if it was a late model race they'd be there you know it's just uh it's not sprint car racing down here has its following that's very minute compared to the following of sprint cars in pennsylvania or indiana or or iowa places like that yeah even though the tb area is year after year is the biggest draw it's the biggest single draw in florida racing uh on a you know during the during the year you know not not counting speed weeks and all that sort right. of stuff it's the biggest draw even that but you're right because you know at east bay raceway when the sprint cars come in sprint car week them motor homes from texas to pennsylvania ohio new york i mean it's just full of them people they they, they travel all over the country to watch them yeah they do yeah it's amazing. Weird. It's weird. It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. It's weird for me being a Floridian because we see uh constantly see that every year and uh it's a unique bunch that comes down in those motor holes. <laughs> right. And you and you have a mixture from all over, you know, obviously because they're not racing anywhere that time of the year and that that makes it exciting for the fans because if you take a guy that lives in Pennsylvania as a fan and goes and watch Pennsylvania dirt racing he doesn't get a chance to see the guys that follow the outlaws all the time or maybe by once a year. But this way, you kind of it's not as good as it used to be, but you used to get the best of the best during speed weeks in Florida for sprint cars. 
on dirt. So, so in Pennsylvania today, just take Pennsylvania for instance, because we know there's a ton of sprint car racers from there. In Pennsylvania today, during the regular season, during the year, in the summertime, is there sprint car racing every week some at the tracks? Usually Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. You can go. You can go to a sprint car race in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. See, it used to be all week, but now. So that's what. That's why you're saying it's a different in Florida. It's like once in a while. Yeah. Right. I got you. Yeah. Even at East Bay, on the as you know, go back to them on the dirt there, I mean they can't. You know, they they have a great, great late model show deal. I mean, the program is really solid. Sprint's not quite as solid. Right. Yeah, well, East Bay, East Bay used to be, I mean, in February, that, you know, sprint car racing, you see some of, you see everybody there, and, and it was kind of the, the best of the best. But over the years, I don't know what's going on down there, but it's just, it's not, doesn't have the enthusiasm and doesn't have the, doesn't have the, really even the amount of cars, especially when you're talking 410. It doesn't even have the amount of cars that come there to race anymore. I don't know if it's purses or or what, but you take you go over to Volusia, they have they have a pretty daggum good car count there for the World Outlaws. Of course, they have World Outlaws and All Stars combined. And I guess now, see when East Bay first opened up, it was a it was a Winter Nationals, and it wasn't really sanctioned. And it, and and then the World Outlaws just got you know got started like in '77 or '78, and they were still coming down there. And you didn't have the all stars and and the outlaws, and you didn't have it all divided up. You just had anybody that thought that wanted to come race, they came, and it, it was just different. Yeah, well, there's no doubt though when you go around during the year, uh, when the sprint cars show up at the racetracks, the people show up too. So it's obviously uh, there's no question it's fan favorite. Almost definitely, I'm always being asked where the sprints are running, you know. Winged or no wings, they want to go watch them race. And I believe that uh, your son, Keith, followed in your footsteps um, when it comes to racing sprints, right? Yes, Keith and Shane. I have two, both my boys race sprint cars. And matter of fact, here in just a few minutes, we're going to be uh, talking to Keith because I'm really looking forward to learning more about the fundraiser that he's doing at the tracks, raising um, gathering up the items for to be sent overseas to um, Iraq and Afghanistan to help out our men and women that are serving over there. So, um, you know, Stan, we appreciate you joining us tonight. And I want to go ahead and get Keith up on the phone so we can let everybody who's going to be attending races um, this weekend at Charlotte County Motorsports Park knows what they should bring out to the track with them. Okay. Okay, so Stan, thank you so much. It's been um, a pleasure having you on the sh- on Inside Florida Racing. And the TBRA will be at DeSoto on May the 3rd, I believe. And, and again on the 31st. And on the 31st. Yeah. And, and we're going to be there on the 31st to race some cane. We'll see you then, Stan. Okay, thanks a lot for having me. Bye, Stan. Uh, bye-bye. Okay, we're going to get Keith on the line because, um, you know, I received an email um, from Don uh, about what Keith is putting together. And it's not, um, it's going to be wherever he goes in, in his racing, they're going to be doing this special program. And it's a great thing, you know, helping helping the men and women who are serving overseas um, with the basic necessities that they need. So we'll get Keith up on the line to explain in detail um, what they're looking for and, um, and everything that's involved. Um, and it's just a good thing. And if you're going to the racetrack and you know that uh, Keith is going to be racing there, we hope that you bring items out. 
Hey, Keith, you're on the line? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Keith. Thanks so much for joining us. And um, I love what you are doing. I love how you're going out there and um, you are supporting our troops. Um, and you're focusing on the troops serving in Afghanistan and Iraq, correct? That is correct. And what kind of items, let's let everybody know, what are the items that you would like them to bring to the track when you're racing, the items that you're gathering up to send over? Okay, the Operation Race for Freedom support that we're doing for the troops. If you could bring gum, coffee, razors, baby wipes, soaps, shampoos, like trial sizes, toothbrushes, baby powder, deodorant, socks, you know, thin, warm weather socks, stuff like that, that's kind of what we're trying to collect and ship over to the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you're going to be gathering supplies through what, through like the end of June? Uh, this coming week in the 19th, we're going to be collecting stuff. The 17th and we'll be collecting at all three races, and you can actually ship them to me if, you know, somebody's interested or something, you can give me a call at 813 918 Seven two five one, and we collect them through June seventh, and sent as we get you know enough stuff, we will be shipping it over as we get it. Now um, at the racetrack, how's how's this going to be set up that people can get the items to you? Do they have to come find you in the pits, or are you going to have collection boxes? Uh, I'm going to try to somebody, or maybe even myself, like maybe during their missions. Keith, are you there? Jack, I think we might have lost him. Oh, no. Nope, he's there? Okay. Yeah, there's that cell phone. <laughs> anyhow, I'm going to try and see if the racetrack will let me go over personally, you know, try to go there and just kind of the driver going over and try and collect and might help some, too, just be a little neater. They'll let you. Over there. They'll let you. They yeah. need to pass a helmet. Yeah, I was going to say, now, what yeah. about passing a helmet to raise funds to help for the cost of shipping? Okay, I mean, you know, if that's that's a good idea, you know, if they'll if they'll let us do that, or if somebody, some of the drivers want to join in and do it, you know. CC, are you going to be there? Unfortunately, I I was planning to be there, but I've been offered a paying gig oh, that's for right. Saturday night. You have night, to go do so that. Uh, I got a paid gig too. I'm getting married. Okay, well, anyway, a lot. <laughs> yeah, Cece, see, you can get with them folks down there and set some of that up. Though. Yeah, I can I, I can go ahead and I'll make some inquiries um, at the track down there in Punta Gorda, and we'll see what we can get um, set up for I'm you. sure Linda's listening. Linda, they need to pass a hat. You need to let Keith yeah. come down there and uh, take care of him, let him need, talk to those we'll people. We'll set some maybe a collection box out by the front where they're coming into the gate. Can I ask a question? I wanted Should to ask. Go for it, man. All this stuff that they're collecting sounds like just – normal everyday regular things and mm-hmm. and let me ask you something is uh is uh our united states government not supplying that kind of stuff for them no what it, what it is is uh like the headquarters guys over there the people that are in the headquarter part of over there right. people can get in a vehicle and go right down the street and get this stuff or it's, it's more accessible to them we're going to try and ship it right to the guys out in the field. I got you. Now, Those guys only get stuff certain times, and they it's not just easy for them to jump in a vehicle and go down the street. Now, okay. here's here's a, po- a good point. Um, Ziploc bags um, come in handy for these guys. It keeps things sealed up so sand and dirt doesn't get at their items for some of those guys out there. What if somebody out there listening has a son or daughter that's stationed over there? Um that can sort of help pinpoint, you know, uh, a unit over there. Are you looking for um, yeah, nope, servicemen? 
that would be fine. It's you know, any anybody that can tell us a certain place to send something, that's that's fine. Keith, the reason that you're doing this is obvious, but how did you get come about getting involved with it, and and why for you personally? Just well, I mean, it's it's a good thing to do, and you know, if you stop and think about it, the guys over there, if it wasn't for them protecting us 24-7, we wouldn't be able to have fun and do what we do over here. So, you know, I mean, them guys have been busting their butts supporting us for how many years now? You know, somebody needs to do something for them, I think. And that's just my opinion. But Yeah, it's getting to be so many years the average person came and tell what you, tell us what year it was that it all started. Exactly. Well, uh... I just, I think, I just think it would be, you know, something that, you know, they give to us, why can't we give back to them? Well, Keith, it sounds like a very uh, nominal thing to do for sure, and I think that the racetracks will support you in your efforts to collect. And uh, the promoters that are out there listening to the show now, they know who they are, and you're going to be seeing them, and uh, I don't think they'll give and you And you're doing issue. this. You're, you're racing in all kinds. of. You're racing all over the place. I mean, you race with the USCS, right? I mean, you race all over. Yeah, I've been running. I've run a couple times with USCS, and I'm going to run all of Don's checkered flag sprint series races down at Punta Gorda, and Hopefully that deals, you know, it's growing slowly, but like anything new, it, it'll get going. Yeah. When we get, you know, he gets enough cars, it feels comfortable, we'll spread out and, you know, we'll be able to go to a lot more racetracks around here and do the same thing. So, so you do this, uh, you do this everywhere you go? Yes, sir. Well, we're, we're just starting this deal and trying to get it going, you know, for them guys. So this, this weekend will actually be the first physical race we've collected stuff. Do you do stuff during, like, when you're not at the track? I mean, during the week or what? Do you, is, this, is this just a collection thing at the track or, I mean, do you do it during the week? Well, we've actually got the the racetracks. We're getting involved in it. And I've also got a guy at Performance Analysis that actually helps me and sends, you know, sends stuff to other groups and organizations, puts stuff on websites throughout the racing community and stuff, yeah. and try to get them to ship stuff to us, and then we'll ship it over. Gotcha. So you need collection points, maybe too, huh? Yeah, that would be good. All right. I'll tell you what, man. Is this? Um, I can reach you at this same number tomorrow. Yes, we'll call you. We'll talk to you tomorrow off the air. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Thanks so much uh, for joining us, Keith, and thank you so much for um, just putting this together and helping out our military personnel over there. And I'll make a few phone calls and see what I can do to help you out, also, and I'll be in touch with you too. All right. I'd really appreciate it. Hey, Keith. Yes. Have you been winning any races? Uh, not yet. Luck, luck's not been all there, but you know, I guess you can always, always look at it. It could have been worse. <laughs> we talked. We talked to your dad. He's still. We talked. We talked to your dad. He's still having fun racing. He's not planning on getting out anytime soon. He says. Oh no, we're still having fun. That's <laughs> why we're still doing it. But you know, we're looking forward to a little bit better week this time. You know, the first couple of races we just had a couple, you know, beginning of the year problems, but we're we're over them. I hope and. We're looking forward to a good weekend. Well, you're working at some good karma, son. That's all that's important. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, Keith. Appreciate you being out there and uh, taking care of the troops. And uh, you folks listening out there, make sure you support them. Give what you can and uh, have a good time while you're doing it. Take it easy, all Keith. Right. All right. And if, if uh, you guys out there are listening to the show, it's, you know, this ain't for Keith Butler. So whether you like me or you don't, it's for the guys in overseas. So please help them guys out and send us something. That's right. There you have it, from a man with a guilty conscience, it sounds like. <laughs> Everybody Aww. likes you, Keith. Keith. Keith, he's terrible. We, we apologize for Rob. Uh, just, it, we just can't control the man. We'll talk <laughs> to you later. Bye. Bye, Bye. Keith. Take it easy. Bye.
Okay, well, I hope everybody, you know, when, when they see that Keith is going to be out at a track racing, bring those items out and let's... Uh, it send many boxes of supplies. Oh, I think the whole you know, thing's a good thing. The tracks should mm -hmm. be doing that anyways. Like Jack says, there should be drop-off points at yeah. every one of these tracks. Well, maybe like uh, Steve Steve Dorr, race car engineering, places like that where tons of race car drivers yeah. are going all the time to pick up their parts and buy parts. They can bring some stuff and drop it off at those kind of collections. Because well, you can get you know, like the, the small sample and trial yeah. size things. Or during and, the and track during the week, and whatever. And send them over. And, they'll, and they really you appreciate know, that. Yeah. That yeah. was a good don't, thing you had this. this don't get me started on the political. Anymore. Yeah, we're not no, going to. No, let's not we're go not, political we're, because. We're not going there again, but I am going to say something about late model racing. Check it out. Check it out. Where is the best late model racing program, asphalt late model racing program in Florida? Well, there's no. It's a very simple answer. Five Flags Speedway. They had their first of their series of blizzard races, their super late model races this past weekend. 38 cars. 38 cars. 38 cars from Alabama, Georgia. I was going to say, Florida. they're not from Florida. Yes, they are. Most oh, yeah. of them aren't. Yeah, no, they're from Florida. They're, they're so from, far up in Florida, some, they can get all the other states. They're, some, okay. they're from Florida. It doesn't matter. They're from Florida. Georgia. Georgia, Alabama, mm -hmm. Texas, all over. Mississippi. Okay. And uh, the reason they're there, you know, it's easy to say because of their, you know, location. Mm -hmm. Well, that might help. I'm sure it does. However... They're coming to that deal because of the program that Five Flag Speedway has and the consistency that they have had there. And if the other tracks in Florida that race late models want the same kind of uh, of car count and shows that they're going to put on, they're going to have to, to watch, look at what Five Flags is doing and quit saying it's because of where they are because it's not because of where they are. It's because of what they are doing. 38-car field, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, people that uh, we've been on this show quite often, Choquette and, mm -hmm. and Schofield, they were up there. And, you know, lots of guys from around that we've had. Casey Smith from Texas that we had on Real Racing USA last last week. He came in ninth. Jeff Hamner won the race. But um, 38 cars for the Five Flags, uh, first blizzard race, a good start to this season. Joey Logano tried like hell to win it, but he couldn't couldn't um, outpower the the Hamner boy. Let me ask you something. And a, and, a, and a further note on the late one more note on the late models is that if it weren't for Steve Dorr, and I don't people may not like what I say this, but if it weren't for Steve Dorr the other night, there would have been no reason for anybody to watch friggin race because nobody was like trying to be aggressive enough. And I understand that those guys were just out there, you know, they obviously you don't want to tear up your equipment and all that. And I understand all that. However, it's still. Steve Dorr was the only guy really trying to pass people, for God's sake. Oh, I and, think, he, I think, and he paid for it. I think the track went kind of overboard the that last time they finally put him to the rear because he didn't do anything wrong at that time, and he still went back there and took it. But uh, let me ask you something about the five flat. Now, you made me forget, man. See, you were talking about that. that yeah, you're no, not no, even 50 I yet. I know what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> this is just an example of what I wanted to tell you, Jack. Okay. Well, Tell me about the race that they had and what they offered and everything at that race to get the 38 cars. What was the draw? Well, I mean, I'll tell you what we'll do. What was the race? As a matter of fact, what we'll do is we've had, we've had uh, the promoter from, from up there on our show right. um, a few times on our other shows. Right. We'll have him on next week, and we'll just go into it 
a bit, and 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 so that instead of me making up a bunch of stuff, just no, no, for I, my own I opinion, think you missed, no, I think you missed exactly where I was going. Is uh, I I think that you're right that they do definitely put on a great show, and uh, that having 38 cars is 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 a great thing. My point was that I just. I wonder if, if poor John Saprocone had the same exact show let me and give he advertised you, let the same me give show. You, let would me, there be thirty? Let me give you. There? Let me give you one example. Uh. One example. There are promoters in this state that I talk to all the time. You know, mm. this is this is just the way it is. These guys. There are certain promoters that absolutely will not take the time and organization to call race car drivers because they personally think, or it's a business decision, they think that that's not necessary or they whatever reason they won't do it to call up race car drivers talk to them and communicate to them you know it's not about begging them to come to your track but just calling up race car drivers and talk to them steve uh, myers uh from up there has works with uh the promoters and has worked with the track he's mr late model fan up there you know mm-hmm. that's what he does it's one of the things he does he calls up all these drivers all over the country talks to them talks to them I mean, just that one thing. That's just one item. Now, is that why they have 38 cars? I don't want anybody to misconstrue this. No, that's just one thing. That's what we'll talk about with, when we get the guys on. Yeah, I wonder if they, the Tim same Bryant, guy promoted a race down here, if he could get the same amount of cars uh, promoting the same let me, thing. Let me give I you an example. When, what was the purse? I'll give you the, uh, let me I get don't a, think it matters. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, okay. it doesn't, it doesn't okay. matter. Here's up the there, thing. the guys will come. They won't here, come here. No, here's, here is the point. I, I had a meeting this afternoon. I spent some time going over some, some things with Leroy Davidson, and we were talking about a few issues that came up from years past, and I made this point. They had a race at Charlotte County Speedway, and this is all about promotion. They had a race called the Faster Pastor Race at Charlotte County Speedway. The yes. first one was about, I don't know, five years ago, four or five years ago. It's fully documented on Carnac.com. They, the work that went into that, I was... I was daily aware of the work that went into it, right? It worked. It was promoted for six months. There was a ton of organization that was done to put in a pre-race organization to, to get that to happen. The work that was done with the churches, I mean, um, uh, Miss Gilbert worked her, her butt off on that thing. And it was very organized. There was a ton of work. There was a lot of organization gone into it, and they pulled it off. They had a bunch of cars. They had a great event. They packed the place with people. Other people picked up on that. They've had faster pasture races, and it wasn't such a big deal. And you go, well, it, it, it don't work for us. No, it didn't work for you because you didn't do the work in the organization because putting on a big event and making something special happen – doesn't happen because of the idea is good. The idea is good doesn't isn't what makes promotion work. What makes promotion work is hard friggin' work. Period. And organization. You work in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. Is that true or not? Oh, yes. It's totally yes. not the idea. It's the amount of work and organization yeah. and drive and desire that goes into And you have to the have production. the right people that Absolutely. have the drive and desire and want to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Folks, by the way, I will not be here next week. Sitting in for me, for Bonehead here, will be Bone Man, a.k.a. Well, Rex Hollinger, He has no idea what's coming to him. 
Yeah, he thinks it's going to be easy. It's tough dealing with CC. He's going to find out. How, he's going to find out a different side to this. Whole it's thing. even tougher dealing with Jack. I am so sweet and innocent and easygoing. Yes. He'll have fun. He likes my voice anyway. I told him to only let you talk a little. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know it's a good thing you and I are real, real friends. Uh, next time you hear from me, I will be. Uh, Mr. Robert hitched. Elting. He's going to be hitched. I will be Mr. Robert Elting instead of just Bonehead. Take it easy. Bye, y'all. I'm going to jump until I fall. I've got to do the same people again. I'm going to jump until I fall. Bar hopping and high topping. Hey, Lord, can't you hear me call?